Episode of Super Coach Insider. My name is Ben, and I am Chris. And happy birthday, might I say? Oh, to and happy birthday to oh, you for tomorrow. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Well, hello. Yes. Um, so, look, um, we are getting ancient. <laughs> yes, and um, some would say irrelevant. But uh, <laughs> um, look, thank you very much for having us again. Um, this one will be slightly a little bit different, uh, more so because um, yeah, we have things time on. constraints this week. Yes, pretty birth- much birthday week. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll have to find out in a second in the Q and A's. But bless you for wondering what I did on my birthday. Whoever you are, <laughs> thank you for caring about me. And he told the me, time. but it's it's not appropriate. So. <laughs> You're awake? (laughs) Anyway. uh, Okay, so look, we're going to do just the one podcast tonight, uh, just for time constraint reasons. And Um, we're going to try and keep it tight. We're going to try and keep it under two hours. Yes, no shenanigans. Yeah, well, a little bit of shenanigans, but just not, you know, over over and above. Where's the place you like to go to and have the buffet (laughs) breakfast, Chris? Uh, Are you talking about shenanigans? Shenanigans. Uh, one of the best scenes of Super Troopers ever. <laughs> he gives him the pistols like, ha Pistol whip. <laughs> um, but look, okay, so let's go. How did you go this week, Chris? There's a bit of anarchy. Yeah, I, I look, I was actually looking, I was travelling quite well. Right up until the first quarter of the Frio West Coast game when uh, when Walters went down. Um, and I was looking at his score at quarter time being like, oh, 19. And he's kicked a goal, but he's only had two possessions. That's a little bit odd. And then I see on, um, uh, on fan footy the little red cross of death. Uh, which means he's injured for the game, and I was just like, God did damn you, it. Did you see it and refresh, and then we're like, no. <laughs> well, I would have normally been watching the game, but it was it overlapped with the uh, end of the Collingwood-Richmond game, which obviously I was watching and, and yelling at the screen. So, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. Uh, that ended up uh, putting my score down to 2,056, um, which it was on a week where I really wanted to maximize on-field points because of the carnage. Really, really hurt me, but um, ah, well, what do you do? You move on. Um, unfortunately, I lost uh, let's look here, uh, 2,040 places in the ranking, so it must be very tight up the top there. And I'm now back down to 4,300, which was really frustrating. I only won four of my nine league games, and oh. yeah, so it was a tough week. Um, I lost to you by like 40 points uh, on the basis of. Not having Walters, basically. That was the difference. 42 points, oh, Chris. And I believe I'm in the winning circle this week. <laughs> I last, I think a couple of weeks ago, I said there's a first time for everything. There's also a second time for everything. Well, there's a, there's a, well, and the second time would be Walters going down with another injury. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. Yes. How could you not foresee that one? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not psychic, so yeah, there's those problems. But oh well, whatever. Right, just like those that bring in Parfit and Delidio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it's not that bad. Yeah, at least I didn't sort of down. Oh my god, downgrade to this guy is going to be amazing. Yeah. And then, but bow. Oh, there was yeah. a guy that commented Side kick their side dick. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy that commented on um, I think it was Facebook today saying that he went. Um, what did he go? Puffett to Delidio? <laughs> no, I started. Someone got injured like round one, and then he traded that person to Josh uh, Kelly. Traded Josh Kelly to Toby Green. Traded Toby Green to Walters. Walters. <laughs> like he just had like okay. the worst can, run can ever. He, can, whoever you are, can you please let us know who you're trading in next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we'll just avoid them. Yeah. I'm trading in uh, Josh JJK. Oh, yeah. no, JPK. And he we'll went just Green avoid to Delidio. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then delineator who? I don't know. Look at Heaney. I think you kind of got a whole delineator at this point. I don't know. I don't know what to do. We'll, we'll go through that a little bit later, I suppose. Anarchy, anarchy. So I scored 2,098. Um, not too bad. I mean, I had Holman on Who the field, which was hurtful. I had uh, Titch. Yeah, I had Titch. Uh, that thought, was disappointing considering the game he played and you just didn't really transfer over. It didn't but. transfer over. and But at the same time, I mean, uh, what did Fife get? Like a 115? Yeah. Um, it wasn't terrible. Con- it wasn't terrible. Max Gorn really hurt us, It was I think. those that went on Max Gorn. But you know what? I'm fine with it because if you put the C on Max Gorn every week, you're going to lose at some point. Yeah, at some point. Uh, at some point. And I'm okay with that. I put it on Titch because he's reliable. I thought he was going to go 120 to 150. Yeah. And he got and he 126. Got so I'm, I'm, look, I'm happy enough to bank that uh, only because I went the VC on Danger, who, you know, Scott comes out and does the old dreaded we ranted last week. Oh, by yeah. the way, Danger's not doing that great because he's had a back complaint at the study. He didn't have much of a preseason, and he's not going so well. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's great information to know in round six. Yeah, thanks, buddy. That was like, really, really helpful to you. Um, and, you know, like you do as well, because we do have Danger, we're going to put the Vice in him at the moment because he's yeah. not in many teams. No. So if you win, you win big, and it just didn't happen. And Otherwise, if- I would have gone Fife into someone else or yeah. you know, maybe even... Um, Titch into something else. Yeah, I probably would have gone Titch into someone. Yeah. But look, I'm still happy. 126 for Titch. It's not too bad. Wasn't upsetting. Uh, it's not upsetting. And, you know, it's still not a bad score. I mean, those that had gone, you know, good on you. But again, if you put the VC on Gorn or Grundy this week, there's bound to be a time where you're going to lose. And I'd rather bank in a Titch than a, a, oh, a Gorn. Oh, 100%. I think you got to bank in a, a premium mid that is consistent like a Titch yep. over a Gorn who can uh, just as easily pump out a, an 80 score. Yep. Or, or so I, I dropped 1,163 places. So, Chris, I didn't. I scored more than you, and I only dropped. I, as in, I still went back one thousand one hundred places. So yeah. I think the fact that you scored less than me and dropped two thousand, that's not too bad considering. Yeah, it's well, it's weird because uh, there would have been a lot of people that had Franklin and Green and Sicily. Uh, I'm assuming they must have all traded him out. I mean, I even had um, Zach Giles Langdon scored. If I had him on field oh. instead of um, Walters, I would have. I think I would have drawn with you. I think that works out to be no something like he that. He got like fifty odd. No, he got sixty total. He got scaled up. Oh, good on yeah, him. Yeah, bless, bless his cotton socks. <laughs> yeah, which was actually uh, good. No, for you would have been one point less then because what's uh, what, 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 nineteen? Yeah, would have so. been heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> it would have. Robertson would have been. Uh, like, Robertson would have been all over it. <laughs> good. Oh, oh, where's the news on Robertson? I want to know how he's going because he's now on my draft side. Uh, excellent. Yeah, off the off the off the uh, hospital list. Uh, I do like the. Here's the thing. I like a, a good um, discounted bargain. And uh, a couple of years ago, they used to call my team the hospital ward because yeah. when people got injured, I would just, just trade them in. He'd have what, like what do you want for this Robert and guy? Two non-playing players just on his field because they'll come back eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so I think sometimes it works out for you. Sometimes. <laughs> but who doesn't like a good bargain? Anyway, so um, yeah, apart from that, I'm sitting fairly well, 9,600 overall. Mm. So still in the top 10. I think this is my week to shine, Chris. I'm going to make some moves. Oh, yeah? Which we'll uh, get in soon. Yeah, we'll go through your well, trading It's my birthday targets. week, mate. If you can't make moves on your birthday week, yeah, then bir- what have you got? Birthday sex. Birthday. Oh, <laughs> Mate, if you keep saying it like that, you ain't getting nothing off anyway. <laughs> Tell you what, especially the looks he gives, my God. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so let's get into the format for tonight, Chris. Yeah, we're going to go through, obviously we've already gone through the scores. We're going to go through our leagues, uh, banter of the week and a couple of shout-outs. Um, then we're going to go through some bubble boys, some trade-in targets and trade-out targets you should be looking at in your team. 
Um, and then we're going to go through some Q&As and then finish out with a round review. So uh, all the important stuff we're going to cram at the front, try and get as much of that information as possible. And then if you like us waffling on about the round and just going yep. through those details, we're going to have that at the end of the pod. So, um, so yeah. Quick um, catch up with the leagues. So the SC Insider 3 League, congratulations. You have now overtaken the bonus league. Yeah, so the bonus league must have had a, a pretty poor week with, I'm assuming a lot of people had, you know, Sis, yeah. uh, Franklin, Green, Walters, etc. So, so yeah. I think the uh, the bonus league had Anarchy around 6. Uh, anyway, so now the SC Insider League is ranked 113 and yep. the bonus league is ranked 118. So a little bit of competition there, boys. Get amongst it. If you're in both, then you can just beat yourself up. <laughs> yeah, sounds and, good. Uh, yeah, sounds about <laughs> right. So um, look, and uh, the sausage rolls have moved up a little bit. We're now like 2,000. And oh, low two thousands, I believe. So let me bring it up, two thousand and five. Yeah, and the SC Insider Chris League's at six forty five. So I mean, we're still beating Ben's league by a lot. So that's good, but you know, it's still not fantastic, guys. We need to pull it up. And I mean, I think we're probably done for this year in terms of getting like a top fifty finish. Yeah, but that's but, okay. Look, it's it's all about the experience. And to yeah, be fair, I was letting anyone in like Lindsay Lohan. So. <laughs> Um, you know, like oh, next year will be good when we've got the division set up and you will actually yeah. have really competitive top end leagues. And then so. we'll be like targeting the top placings, be like, "Hey, guy, want to join my team?" Yeah, and then we'll be like begging you, <laughs> "Come, come on!" And, and to be fair, Chris is better at begging, so oh, I'll okay. probably lose that bet. <laughs> fair, fair call. Uh, anyway, okay, so let's get into the uh, next stage. Yeah, so we're going to some bubble boys, just straight into it. There's really only two this week that we want to touch on. Um, so that's uh, Duman or Deman, as I like to call him. Um, he's a 123k defender playing for Frio with a break even of negative 65. Um, look, I think both of these guys generally have the same uh, approximately job security. I can't really put one ahead of the other, but what I can tell you is that uh, the other one, who's Tom Cole, um, he's a 170k defender uh, with a negative 64 break even. So basically, fairly similar break evens, except demand is uh, 50k cheaper. So for me, if you are going to trade a, a downgrade this week. Um, it has to be really probably Dumain, I think, is probably the one. Um, unless the only consideration is if you personally believe that Cole, for whatever reason, because he's a mature age, um, he's been in the system a couple more years, um, he could potentially uh, be better long-term. He could be like a real slow burn, long-term target. That's the only reason why I can see you picking a Cole over a demand. What do you think? Yeah, well, it could be the same kind of thing as it could be Caulfield syndrome. I'm calling it Chris. Yeah, yeah. where he has a good, a good couple of rounds, and you're like, oh, this guy will make some money. Yeah, and then he pulls a Caulfield and gets a 24. <laughs> I love, I love calling it pulling a Caulfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caulfield. <laughs> exactly. Right. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, literally, it, it I could... see what you did there, coughing, sneezing. Yeah. Well done. That's a good one. It's not that funny. No, I think it's really good. I, it was actually, Chris, that, was, that was one of your better jokes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So here's the thing. We, we off-cuff this stuff. Sometimes we say things that work. Sometimes we don't. Uh, some people don't like our jokes. Some people think that it's forced. And it's other... not forced. It's just how we normally are around each other, which sometimes is awkward. I know. And and I actually <laughs> feel, Chris, it's less forced than you on a Saturday night out after about five drinks. <laughs> hey, look. They they said yes. It wasn't sandpaper paper syndrome. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I was actually about to make a sandpaper paper oh, joke. Okay. Yeah, same you, page. You beat me to the punch. Same page. Which is what five. she said. Because uh, oh. the punch was drunk. And, uh, oh, anyway. good work. Okay, cool. Yeah, so those are the bubble boys. Um, one to watch. And this is the reason why I'm personally not downgrading at all. 
all this week. So I don't, are you downgrading at all? No, I'm doing no, it. I'm the not old, taking either. I'm doing the old double upgrade and getting some points on field yes. this week, Chris. So I think most people have cash in bank, and I think this week there's a there's some targets in your team that could need an upgrade. So um, there is, from in my opinion, I would 100% be upgrading those guys as opposed to downgrading them uh, because they're on field. So that's a consideration for you guys. But uh, we will go through trading trade out targets a little bit later. Um, and this is the other reason. There is a lot of targets that are going to be coming into consideration next week. And there's five um, five rookies that will be on the bobble next week, which include um, Spargo, Much, Warple, and Appleby, and Ronk. So uh, to give you a little bit of context, Spargo is a mid-forward, 117K, um, scored 81 this week. I think he's probably my number one trade-in target mainly because of the mid-forward status, and it allows me to just basically do whatever I want next week based on my team. Um, Ronk scored 92, uh, 123K forward only. Um, played really well, bit of an impact guy, has a lot of tackles. I think he's really good, plays for Sydney. Uh, Much is a midfielder only, 123K. He got a 66 for Essendon. Warpole plays for Hawthorne, mid uh, only, 117K, 64 and Appleby's probably the one with the lowest job security. I don't even know if he's going to be playing this week. Um, he's a 121K uh, defender out of Collingwood uh, with a score of 58, which yep, is not so terrible. Not so. only that, defenders we don't really need that much of. we got yeah. guys scoring well on field, so the only reason you would bring him in is to make money because you're not going to be taking his points on field anyway. Yeah. Um, and if he has no job security and you want him to make money, then why would you put him on your bench to begin with? So yeah. I think um, with that There's plus Collingwood... Many... I don't know why I'm commenting on Collingwood, Chris. That should be your job. But um, you also have a lot of ins coming in as well. Yeah, so a lot 100%. Of, a lot of guys yeah. in the forward line coming back in. So does that mean that maybe you know, they shuffle things around a little bit? I um, think it does. Um, even though, I mean, they're having a little bit of outs. Uh, you know, I think well, and Ace is four weeks. It's I also think. hard to get into a winning team, Chris. <laughs> we need to win first to call us a winning team. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was, you're I was, just I was, having a banter early. No, I see. No, no, I was disregarding. No, I get it. I was disregarding last uh, last week against Richmond. So oh, okay. I, I still consider you a winning team, funnily enough. Oh, thank you. I mean, fifty percent is better than no percent, which is what you're currently on, right? Well, Chris, it's hard to, it's, you can't have an average when you're on zero, mate. Yes. <laughs> divided by zero win, is still zero, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So we don't have an average yet, Chris, so it's therefore irrelevant. Oh, Brisbane. You just keep providing the laughter. I will be at the Brisbane-Collingwood game this weekend, by the way, and it's going to be amazing. Of course. Chris will be the non-biased person yelling out in the crowd. No, I'll be the one drunk off my head screaming obscenities at the Brisbane supporters in the members area. Although next year it'll be, <laughs> next year it'll be Chris in a full kit wanker costume. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to go and do research on what bet that was. and then Because I think that's the, the funniest one by lock it, far. Lock it up. Lock, lock, you lock it up. Um, okay, so let's get into some trading and trade out targets. Um, so uh, obviously every team's different and every team has different guys. We're going to talk about the common guys that if you have these guys, you should be looking to trade them out. Um, if you want specifics, you're going to have to you come onto the Q&A and we'll be able to tell you a little bit more. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, with Caulfield's bad score, uh, he has a break even of 54. So even though I believe he can make it this week, his low score of like 24 or whatever it was just gone. That's going to be in his cycle for three weeks. So it's really going to stunt his growth. Yeah, that's uh, the More issue, than hey. a midget in a yeah. circus. <laughs> He's not going to be like Peter Dinklage in Avengers, who's huge and a massive giant. But Yeah, know. I was thinking more of um, The Greatest Showman. 
Ah, uh, yes. Well, yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. He needs a horse. Yeah. <laughs> he does need a horse. <laughs> that guy. Oh, what a great movie, by the way. I think we've made oh, a lot of Greatest Showman references. Chris, you cannot <laughs> keep on pumping up the Greatest Showman. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop there with my Avengers spoiler, just so you know, because I do respect the people out there. But just so everyone's aware, Avengers is an amazing movie and you need to go see it. If you don't and don't love it, then I will not give you your money back, but I will punch you in the face. So. Oh, jeez. Well, speaking of which, the uh, the kind online realm of um, finding things has uh, provided the Black Panther today. What? Oh, you saw Black Panther today? What? No, no. I have kindly sourced it from an online realm. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh so you legally was... downloaded it. No, okay. no, Chris. I'm not implicating myself into such activities, but I may have done that at university today. <laughs> it's, it's not your VPN. Well, that's what university is for, right? To learn. <laughs> yes, it's it's about absorbing knowledge. Okay, so um, next one. Christensen is prime. He is out of my side this week, guys, and yep. follow suit. Follow suit. Now, the good the, the thing about Christensen is that um, if you do if he does make his break even, he has a potential to make maybe ten or twenty k more um, over the coming weeks. However, it's a, from this point forward, it's a hugely slow burn. You're not going to get much out of him over the next few weeks unless he's just there to get some on-field scoring points over a rookie. So if you have the that's, cash... And that's fair enough. Yeah. That's, if you have the cash to upgrade him, though, I think this week is a perfect week to do it. So I'm doing that. That's one of the things I'm doing. Um, if you desperately need to keep him just for on-field scoring, then I'm happy for you. Yeah, to, exactly. To leave it's him. not desperate. 87. Yeah, yeah uh, break. He's even. hit he that could, twice. I think. Well, or yeah, three he times, could make so. it, and even if he does lose a little, he'll lose. You know, not a huge amount, and he will score more than some of these. Yeah, rockies. and he's the junk time master. We'll get yeah. into that into the round review, but I tell you what, I love his junk time scores. Um, Riley Bonner this week now has a break even of 70. So based on his. Output of the last five weeks, not, exclu- well, not including Pitt, Pitt one. could be back too this week, Chris. Yeah, and I think he if he might not even play, but he also has a break even of seventy. So well, I think he'll if play. You haven't already got rid of him. I think you got to get rid of him. Yeah, um, Jaeger is a big one. Well, I think the issue, Chris, is you can only have a boner for so long. <laughs> it's really a short that's, time deal. That's true. And then, you, and then you have to wait a couple of weeks and then go again, right? <laughs> well, it depends on how much Viagra you've got. Oh, <laughs> well, they are in a blue team. <laughs> Uh, Jaeger. Jaeger is ripe. Uh, he's already made, I think it was like, what was it, 120k? Or? He's, uh, he's close, definitely to made one, close to 150, one, I think. It's like 140 no, or 130. I thought it was like 125. He's done his job. He has very much so done his job. Um, break even a 125, so he's he's definitely made his money. The good news is from Jaeger to like a JPK is like 8k. You know, for $8,000, you can go to a JPK. If you've got 50000 you can still go to a Merit. There's quite a lot of um, trade-in targets you could look at. Um, so I think he's done his job. He gets you to a potential top 15. Yeah, so he's mid. made 122000 Yeah, not bad at all. Can't really go no, wrong. not bad. Not bad. So definitely time to get off the bus. Yep, and the last one is green. So this is mainly based around the fact that um, GWS came out today and said, literally Leon Cameron said this, and again... I don't know what to trust about Leon Cameron, but he said, uh, none of our medical guys could tell me if it was going to be two weeks or four weeks or six weeks, and we just don't know. That's that's literally what they came out that and said. That sounds pretty honest to me, Chris. Much better than the backstabbing oh. from the Geelong coach at the moment. He's probably the new Ross Lyon. <laughs> I think they both... Well, I mean... Gary, Gary Ablett's 50-50. I'm not giving him props because, I mean, he could have told us this last week. He could have told us this two weeks ago. Well, actually, no. He could yeah, have told they... us about Kelly months oh, so ago. That, that, that's what it's so, really about. Yeah, I'm still upset, okay? <laughs> I was wondering, what, is, this, is that what it's really about? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He could have been told about Rory Lobb as well, um, who's likely to play this week, but, you know, he neither here nor there. Um, so though, and he also so Green also has a, a negative break. Uh, sorry, a break even. Sorry, Chris, of can I just interrupt you? Yeah, sure. 
I just want to reiterate and point out to the kind folks out there in Supercoach Rom that you uh, went from Cox to Lob, and then you had to get rid of Lob. Yeah. Well, and now he's at what did I trade Lob to. I trade Lob to Gray. Gray. Yeah. So that's not that's that's been alright. Well, that's okay. It just I'm took not, Chris. It's okay. It. it just took you two steps to get to where you should have been in the first place. Uh, you know. You know. I had Gray in my starting squad ninety-seven percent of the season. Chris, and you then can't, got you can't throw statistics out there because that's 68% bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 47.1% of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> um, now, the other ones that trade out targets, are obviously, uh, these are ones to watch for next week. So not exactly ripe unless you really want to go early, but these four rookies are almost there. And that's Banfield, Holman, Murray, and Norton. Um, you can hold them this week, and I would. I Like 100%, you got a free hit at them this week. Uh, if you do desperately need points on your field, I wouldn't be against trading one of those guys out. If there's something Chris likes, it's a free hit. <laughs> yes, it's true. I'll tell you what. But no, you're right. It's not quite they're not quite ripe yet, so put that cherry picker away and give it a week. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's it. Um, in terms of trade-in targets, so these are the guys that you should be looking at, um, it, depending on your situation. Uh, but for midfielders... Uh, Bontempelli is 544k with a uh, break even at 99. So um, return back to midfield, played pure mid against uh, Carlton last week, which was awesome. Um, yeah, the Bonten Crips. Well, it's amazing. with Boyd back, right? So Boyd's come yeah. back into the team. Well, we did say uh, Redpath, I think, is injured now. But yeah, Boyd, when they bring those fours back in, it gives them someone out and a good option to go for, and then it frees him up. So yeah, yeah look, hopefully that continues because he did well. Oh, 100%. And he was, in my opinion, he was, if not best on ground, second. Second best, yeah, I think second. Um, And, and you know, coupled with McRae, and we'll go through that in the round review, um, Cripps also played all right as well. But Bont, back to his best. So I wouldn't mind you taking a punt on him, but he really needs to be playing permanent midfield for you to say he's going to be a top 10 forward, or top 10 mid, sorry. Yep. Now, the thing is, if he does, I can 100% see him from now until the end of the year play, getting a 115 average. From now until the end of the year. Now, that means that he'll probably overall average about 108, 109. But he's not, he might be a good little trading target. So one to keep an eye on. Uh, JPK, which we already mentioned, is at 441K. Yeah, very cheap. Mm-hmm. Break even is 78. Yeah, so even though this is the big dilemma, we've spoken about this personally and briefly online, but uh, they're versing North Melbourne this week. So I think Jacobs will go to uh, JPK. Uh, but, I mean, he's a bigger bodied midfielder, so he's kind of a harder matchup as far as trying to negate him, but yeah. um, I think he would probably be a little bit more full of confidence. They can't go to a, a Parker, I believe, because Parker pushes forward, yeah. which is a different style of player, but I think Parker's probably harder to match up on because if Jacob goes forward, I think he will um, get exploited. I think I, I think the way that they play, I mean, I mean, both JPK and Parker are both really defensive mindset midfielders. So what I mean by that is they're not midfielders that at the stoppage, they're running through the stoppage. They generally like to uh, work with their zones, push off an opponent, take a, take the loose ball from a hit out, and kick the ball forward. Um, because of that, that doesn't the, Jacobs can't really do anything with that. Because if they get the hit outs to their advantage, they're going to get a clearance anyway. It doesn't matter. It's the same with Cripps. He even scored a ninety two when he was getting played on on. Um, yep. Uh, just because of his inside work, he can still at least score decent. Yeah, if you're good so, at contested work, then you're pretty good at being able to get the ball. Or if Jacobs gets it, you tackle him and yeah. you're making points anyway. It's if you're a Zorko, on your, if you're a yeah. Zorko, then just play the highlights reel of 2017. <laughs> 
<laughs> just and let's live in that remind, time. Remind yourself of how good you were. Can we call ourselves the Febreze brothers? <laughs> just have a fresh start. <laughs> um, I honestly, yeah. So he's. I think there are other midfielders that they may do at stoppages from a, a Jacobs perspective. So it'll be interesting to see how they line up. It will be. Um, five twenty-three k for uh, Neil after a huge week. It was due it for a while. For a while, it was due. Um, and he's got a break even of fifty-nine. So if you want Neil, this is the real last week. You're or get him if that you price. traded out Neil last week, let us know because that would be funny. Oh. Don't you hate those ones where you are kind of like, you know what? I've had enough of you, guy. Get out of my side. <laughs> yeah. And then next week he gets a one fifty. You are like, damn it! It's gonna happen. Uh, I hope it happens to Parker. I, this I week. stuck with him for all the bad scores, and then he gets a massive one. Yeah, that's what she said. The old monster. Um. Merritt is still cheap. He's 506k and has a break-even of 75 after yep, so a couple he went of up, I think scores. he went up about 18,000, but yeah, much better. Yep. His break-even's good. He's had a couple of good weeks in a row. So that poor score he had a few weeks ago now, uh, that'll be out of his system after this week. So yeah. he will be on the up and up. And the last one for the midfielders is uh, Beams at 472k with a 77 break-even. So came back to form last week yep. with a great game. 130. Collingwood aren't going to tag him. Collingwood aren't going to tag Zorgo either, for that matter. They might no, play him in a form. Well, I'm scared. Collingwood I'm might even be like scared. Collingwood might even like reminisce in the old times and just hand him the ball. Yeah, you just, know, like side bottom would be like, "My friend, <laughs> have the ball." <laughs> we got drafted together. Yeah. Hello, friend. Hello, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> side bottom should never get a haircut again. <laughs> Seriously. That's true. He looks so much better. It's like the... Ali McBeal, mate. Never cut that hair again, side <laughs> oh, bottom. Jesus. My God. That's a... Might have his contract revoked. That's a. Is that a 90s reference or a noughties? I don't even know. How... When was Ali, Ali McBeal? I have no idea. A long idea. time ago. Um, dude, yeah. Good, good. No, Felicity was all taken off. Oh, rookie. What a rookie. Can't even get my own quotes right. Yeah, that's weird. And no one knows what that show is. So, If you know Felicity, please let me know. <laughs> um, now, on to defenders. So there's quite a few defenders who might be trading targets. Again, for me... I wouldn't be training any of these guys in because I think that the on-field rookies are doing good enough at the moment to drag you through the buys. But if you desperately need a defender or you started with two or one primo and now you're looking to start upgrading, uh, maybe a Bonner up or, or similar, you could look at these following guys. So Simpson, 521k with a 97 break even. Yep, so not much more expensive than the start of the year, which is pretty good. Yep. Uh, let's go with How. How is a great price. 463k with a 46 break even after a huge week. Um, you've still got Sicily there at 448k with a 33 break even, so he could go forward or back. My course. man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump on late, Chris, and claim him as my own. Fair enough. Um, Hibbard uh, with a 438k and a 101 break even, so you could probably wait another week on Hibbard just to make sure. Now, one I want to bring up um, that I've got in draft, and I've even considered him this week. Um, someone who's really caught my attention is Webster from the Saints. Uh, 443k with a break-even of 56. So he's going up and up and up and up and up. And he's just scoring really consistently, really high. Um, I think he's averaging just over 100, is he? Or just, just must be high 90s. Um, I'm just ignoring you, Chris, because you're delirious. No, honestly, he, he stands out in the Saints games. Well, Robertson's out at the moment. The poor guy can't Yeah, but he was scoring field. well before Robertson went down. So I, I think they could like, and all of the Saints defenders are scoring quite well. Though let's be fair, because well, they're, they're doing horrible. But once that form turns around, Chris, they're not going to do that well. I mean, I'd like to correct you, <laughs> but I don't have the heart to. <laughs> That's another Robert and joke, <laughs> straight out of the hat. Um, but look, it, I think Webster's someone to keep an eye on, and at that price, averaging the numbers that he is. That's uh, that's edging yep. towards top top six, top ten. Um, just a quick little draft reference for for those that have a healthy team. 
look for sides that are fully corrupted with injuries and pick up some of those guys they dump. Like for me in draft this week, I dumped Hanley, and I know he's in other leagues. But if your if your team is healthy, it doesn't hurt to have a guy or two on your bench that might come back in six to twelve weeks. Bolter fresh. <laughs> um, it doesn't hurt, like literally. So uh, unless you, if your team's got injuries and you don't want to play through the buys, like look for it because you have really good top quality players that might not have started too well that have injuries and they're on the waiver. They're free to go. Don't even have to bargain for them. Yeah. And that's what I like to not do, bargain for people. <laughs> no. But yeah, Hanley, you'll have other guys like Hanley, um, Scully, all yeah. these guys are just free sitting there. You know, Benel is uh, now apparently doing ballet. I mean, good on him. He needs something to do because he's not playing football. Um, but he should be... He, they reckon he might be back in four weeks. Uh, he's playing Waffle this yeah, week. but they want to give him three to four weeks yeah. in Waffle. Yeah. Uh, but those guys, if your team is healthy, put some of these on your bench because they could really give you a, a good slow burn. And then you can also uh, loophole. The, yeah. So oh. you really only need one bench playing player and the other three should be guys you're hoping that come back from injury yeah. um, that have a higher potential than the well, guys someone that Yeah, a high potential, a good reward. So when yep. they come back in, hallelujah, it's Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jeff Buckley, great guy. We're not singing today, Chris. Uh, we always sing. Um, now, I'd just like to mention as well, when we say Bolter Fresh, it is a beer, and most of our supporters are from the southern states. Um, Bolter is a beer that was uh, by Mick Fanning. Fanning, he is he owns, one of the co-founders. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Joel Parkinson, is, I think, as well. And so they have a brewery on the uh, Gold Coast Tweed. in Corumban. Yep. Uh, Tweed, Crumbin area, and it's awesome, and it's a, a great place to drink, but they have awesome beer. Yeah, so it's a craft beer. Like, literally, it's now at, like, the um, Gold Coast Airport. It's at yeah, the it's Pineapple everywhere. Hotel. Like, it's actually quite a few places. It was it's- voted the second, oh, the, no, the best craft beer of the year this year. Um, and it beat out Stone and Woods Pacific Ale, so they're very similar styles. Yep. And the Stone and Woods made at Byron, so yeah, not quite, yep. not too far away. The, did you know that the brewer of Bolter is actually used to be the head brewer at Stone and Wood? Yep, they sell. So, yeah, they, they take yeah. they give away some of their secrets, but then they take some of it away. Yes. Anyway, so that's just, just that's a, what we mean yeah. by Bolter Fresh. It's a beer. It's not just Chris's cologne <laughs> because he doesn't wear any. <laughs> he definitely is not fresh. Hey, I'm um, a Mont Blanc sort of guy. All right, now we're going to get into have some questions, guys. So thank you uh, very much. I think it's been a pretty good pod so far. Though. Let's be uh, fair. Qu- quickly, Chris, have we given a shout out to uh, Mark Stones for the band? Ah, yes, banter of the week. You can't. How do you forget oh, the band? I, I just. Uh, I don't even look, like we're going gonna to go with Mark Stones. If you haven't seen his photos, maybe we should post one. As yeah, a, we, we're going to start hard, sharing them. I think it's hard to see some of these. You know, when you have to go on and click on what people post to our page. Yep. Uh, but Mark Stones has actually posted a few things to our page, and we, we do crack up on, yeah, let's say, uh, quite a lot of them. And uh, so we might actually share this one. So he's one of them... Just, he's, it must be a god at Photoshop, because he's Photoshopping a lot of things together and, and just throwing on the page. All footy-related and all po- quite hilarious. Yeah, so, so one of these, obviously, you've got Patrapa, and uh, you're looking at old man Dugui, uh, talking about the old hand injury. So that's pretty good. I think we might share that one, Chris. Yeah, so, look, so shout out to Mark. Mark Thanks Stones, very much, mate. Uh, shout out for your, your work. Three votes, and- M. Stones. And yeah, banter of the week. So apart from that, we'll move on to the uh, Q&As. Okay, so let's go with Justin Iris because he has a GWS problem, Chris. Ah, doesn't everyone? <laughs> yes, I think he needs his eyes checked with that Iris problem. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so he needs to trade out one of Green or Kelly to avoid losing games. Who do you trade out? Green. Green. Yep. Um, mainly because Kelly is probably one he's running or two again weeks now, away. So, well, so he's running, so he could be back. Uh, who it, knows? He's, he's been listed as test for three weeks. I wouldn't trust him when he comes back, and to be no. honest, I, I would get rid of both. And to be honest, if, he, if he's if he been out of the game for a while, I think you need to test and tag that mother. Yeah. 
Test and tag. Test and tag. Throwing out uh, business references. So who would you do? Crouch, Oliver, Cripps, Coniglia, or McRae? Oh, well, it's a tough question. I'd say Crouch and Oliver are till one or two weeks away from being at their bottom price, maybe yeah, man, especially Cripps, Oliver. Cripps is inflated, but he is dominating at the moment. Uh, Coniglia, I think you missed that train as well, so McRae could be probably the option. Yeah, look, essentially what you're saying is you want to pay premium price for someone. Um yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'd even go like JPK and then keep some money for next week. Seriously. It depends on your midfield, but um, I think that an important part about Supercoach is making sure that you spend where value is, especially when you're trying to upgrade. So look at your team in terms of what you need on field and then decide from there. Um, I don't think out of those group, in terms of must-haves, I would only say that maybe Oliver's the only must-have. Yeah, I brought him in last like, week because I was over Kelly yeah. being out and he got me like a 90 or something. It was okay. But I, th- I still think over the course of the year, he's the only one out of that group that's guaranteed to be top five. Yeah. Everyone else is, I think, I personally think, I think, I still think Crouch may be top 10, but he's got another 30, 40K to drop. Cripps maybe hit the top 10, think, maybe just outside. Well, I know some other people are asking about that as well. Um, so, yep. Yeah, Coniglio, again, maybe top 10. Like, when I say maybe top 10, I think it's because they'll probably average around about 107 to 110 over the year. So that's my personal opinion. Um, McRae, I think he might be another one that might sneak over that. He might, might, but then Bont coming back into the midfield. Let's see how that goes. Uh, Okay, quick mention with uh, James Fozzie and Daniel asking about my birthday. Was was Ben best on at his birthday? Well, (laughs) I can tell you what, I think I got the three votes, but let's ask my missus. (laughs) (laughs) I think she was best on, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, wow, that was great. That was fantastic. Okay, nice one. How many many did Ben have? Well, I only have the one missus, so let's say one. Um, a couple of wines. Uh, Fozzie, thank you, mate. The potatoes were well peeled for my birthday, the old spud. And, uh, okay, let's just move on from that one. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for everyone that has that's uh, appreciated my birthday. So what did I do? I went and had some food, mate, and I ate a lot of it. Um, so that is old I'm going Jeremy to Aladdin Harris. tomorrow night, so that's what I'm doing, the stage show. Jeez, mate, you'll be getting on that furry carpet, I'll oh, tell you what. Prince Ali, fabulous, he, Ali, above. Chris, I've had my birthday, I don't care about yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> tell, tell them next week what you did. Uh, okay, what do you do with Green? Uh, definitely get rid of, would you bring in Billings or Hibbard? Ooh, Green's for McLean. That sounds interesting. Will McLean drop off? I think I honestly think that McLean will probably, regardless, be top ten at the absolute lowest, with the potential of being top six. Would you bring in oh, the Billings? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I still don't I, think Billings isn't a must-have. I don't think he'll be top ten at this point. So if he's not top ten, he's not terrible because I don't think he's going to drop more cash. He's, he's going to drop maybe twenty k more yeah, cash. I don't think he'll drop more cash. So he could be a good buy for money, but I don't know. And I've got him, and I'm keeping him just because he's there. And then he'll probably be a late upgrade yeah, look, at that point. Upgrade him at the buys. Yeah. Honestly, like you've got you've gone this far with him. If he turns it around by then, great. If he doesn't, then train him out at his buy, which is round thirteen or round fourteen. Yes. Whichever one it is, get him out and get someone else in to replace him. Um, this is the second time today, Chris, that someone has asked us about Luke Parker. Trade him in. Or do we trade him or Jack Billings? So this is the second time someone's asked us about Parker. To get him uh, out. Well, just should I trade him in? Or this oh, one's okay, so trade in or out? Well, no, so, so, so. This is the tw- second time today someone's asked to trade him out. Um, yep. Well, we already said that the first six rounds were quite hard for Sydney and then it opens up. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably missed our preseason podcast. They must, they must have. Not only that, you're looking at, okay, well, if they're, Jacobs is tagging, let's say, JPK, Parker pushes mid to forward. I think he could actually get off the hook this week. Yeah. Um, look at what happens like when uh, Jacobs went to uh, Titch. 
you know what I mean? Then Yago Mira of all people went off the hook. So I mean, I think Parker could actually be in for a very big round this yep. week. There's there's two things that working for Parker moving forward. The first is that when with but the, the first is comes is, back. The first is Parker is never cold. Because <laughs> he has a Parker. Yeah. Good one. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> uh, no, the first one is obviously uh, Reed and Franklin out, and they're obviously coming back in the next few weeks. So with them coming into the forward line, which means well, he will obviously play more mid-time. So that's one thing. The second thing is their draw. So have a listen to the Sydney draw coming up. So obviously they play North this week. Uh, then after that, hold on. There we go. Uh, then they play Hold's Hawks on. the following week. Then they play Frio at home. Then they play Lions away. Then they play Carlton at home. Well, that's going to be a whitewash. Then they play Saints, Saints. at Etihad. Um, then they play the Eagles at home. Uh, and then I think it's by after that. Is that round 14? Yeah, oh, round yep. 14 by. So that's yep. that's a really juicy lead up. So the next six to seven weeks for Sydney, I mean, this is why I wanted Sydney players at yep. this point. And even if they do have a fairly, let's say, a, even a, a hard-ish game, they're playing them at home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They're consider, hard games consider, they're playing at home, and the easy games they're playing away. And at this point, I, I considered the Saints game at the start of the year quite a tough round, but at this point, it looks like it'll be more whitewash. of a more of a whitewash than Carlton. Yeah, exactly right. So for me, Parker's a hold or a trade in target. My issue with the trade in target is he's got a break even of one thirty two, so he still has a fairly high break even, which means that um, he could drop a little bit more cash, or he could get like he could get a one forty this week, which would be fantastic but he's not going to go up too much. So if you're looking at trading Parker in, you could potentially wait a week unless you wanted on-field points. So if if you were trading someone like a, a Christensen or a Bonner out and you wanted a midfielder and Parker was your choice, then I would say, yeah, okay, we can go early on a Parker because you're not going to lose too much probably. Yep, I, um, I think that's fair. Um, Tim wants to know about the must-have fallen premiums, which I think we covered a little bit earlier. Yep. Um, look, I, I'm going... Uh, Christensen to Sicily at this stage uh, just because it's about $80,000 more and I think he now, particularly with Green and stuff going down, has more of a chance to be that top sort of 6 to 10 forward. So for me, um, and $80,000 to upgrade Christensen sounds like a very good deal for me. Yep. Uh, plus, I'm also going, I think, one of these uh, rookies that I've had on field, uh, so Banfield or, um, yeah, let's say uh, Caulfield or someone like that, let's just say, who's in my midfield, uh, training one of those to a JPK, because uh, it's not that, actually that much more expensive. Yeah. Uh, I would. And, it, I and would JPK go, right now, you're not going to get him at that price well, it's like again. It's like $440,000. No way you're getting him that cheap again. If I had to cash, I'd probably go Zach Merritt over him for sure, but that's an extra $60,000 yeah. that I don't have at this and point. And a little bit of info on JPK again. We uh, put this on our podcast. JPK 100% had a massively interrupted preseason. We were surprised he even played the JLT when that was on because he yep. only just recovered from surgery. And he's a notoriously slutter, starter. He started so. running the week of the JLT. I was I was absolutely amazed that he was even in consideration for JLT when he had yep. no preseason at all. Yeah. So I'm look I'm happy to take he he's very consistent generally speaking scores a lot of 100s up to 120s. He's not like a huge ceiling kind of person. He might get the odd big 140 or 50 very rarely. Yep. But I'm happy to take 100 to 120 points every week and happy to just build my score nicely. When, when he hits a, a purple patch, it's 130, 130, 130, yeah, 130, 130, 130 every week. And he just burns people when you don't have him. So, look, I'm I'm glad that you have him because I was tossing up between both of them. And because of his high break even two weeks ago, I didn't actually grab him. Um, but I would love – I want to keep track of him, and I'm glad that you have him in your team. So, okay. so hopefully you hold holding. Let's, let's address this next one, Chris, because it's a little bit controversial. We're looking at um, Dr. Supercoach. 
So you have Cheezo, the old man Cheesy, uh, asking. He's starting a Super League. So who would he pick? Who would you league, pick sorry. for uh, Keeper League? So starting a Keeper League, uh, who would you pick first? So you have Cheezo. Um, <laughs> pretty much, it's quite good banter actually. Or you have. Uh, obviously, JB, JB and Pistol. Pistol. So we actually had a little bit of a discussion about this uh, before the podcast, Chizo. Um I'd probably actually have to go for the fact of, based on recent form, I think. You want someone um, who's going to play every week, right? Yeah, someone that's there week in and week out and just doesn't take a month off and not even have his voice heard. Yeah, so yeah. I think uh, I think Pistol would be my number one I'm selection. Wholeheartedly, you know. He's, he's cancelling on other plans to do his podcast. I know. And like <laughs> Pistol Pete, someone sounds like a name you can rely on, I think. Yeah, 100%. I think, and JB would have to be number two then. Yes, I think JB, because he kind of floats in and out. He's sort of the uh, the unknown, uh, unsung hero, yeah. I believe. I mean, of, he does uh, support a, a shit team like Port Adelaide, but yeah, we're, we're willing, <laughs> I'm willing to let that slide because the Port Adelaide Magpies. you still got um, something there. How many players have we got, Chris? Maybe Cheese on the bench, maybe, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. On the bench. He's, he's probably not getting a game the first year. <laughs> he's, he's probably going to be a, a mature age recruit by the time we use him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, that, that being said, it's all speculative at this point in time. We don't have all the information at hand. But, um, yeah, I think Cheezo needs to pick up his game. Fair enough. Good good call. Yeah. <laughs> good call, back all. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Anyway, sorry, sorry, JP. It is a, a, a gross misrepresentation of your abilities. But, um, look, to be fair, if Chris has first pick, I'll take you my first pick, mate. How about that? Oh, look at you sucking no, up he said, JP. He said he's a second pick, mate. So fair enough. If you it have must first be Rocky pick, Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that sounds good every year but doesn't deliver. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, so, Ben, uh, big old, oh, sorry, big Som, the big Somalian. Uh, is Crips legit, Chris? Um, look, I think it needs to be defined as what legit is. So, what do you expect out of Crips? To me, I always thought of Crips as just outside the top 10 anyway which is pretty much where I see him. So I don't see him as a top 10 mid. I see him as a 10 to 15, somewhere in there, uh, which for me right now, because of his average of 120, I think he's probably going to average around 108, 109, which to me means he's going to have a few. He, has, he hasn't had a poor game yet. Not a, not he, a very he's really poor game, had, no. His two poor games couple, were couple 92 90s, and 90. Yeah. Plus his body generally lets him down during the year at some stage. Um, so for me, that hasn't happened yet. So it's green grass, uh, happy as roses right now. Um, if you've missed him, do you trade to him? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I'm, well, the risk, I'm the, yeah, the risk is still there. Like, I, I'm a little bit different. I actually if you, think if you started with I him, think, you are awesome. You love yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You'd love him, especially after his. Uh, he's had what three really big scores? No, mm-hmm. four big scores now. So that's pretty good. Uh, he's in my draft side, so I do like the man. I'm not yep. going to lie about that. I love, uh, he's I averaging. Love, averaging I love watching him play, by the way. Averaging 120 at the moment. So look, I think even if he does average 110 at the moment, at the end of the year, he, could, he still could still average about 112. Oh, no, I haven't done the maths off the top of my head, but um. Oh yeah, he could st- he, he could do anything. I think he'll still be in the top ten overall, but will he average top ten for the rest of the year? I'm not too sure. I'm still just um, concerned that Carlton are a shit side. Yeah, that's so fair. you know they doesn't they're not going to get the the whole pie every week. Well, lucky he's good at contested footy because if he was relying that's on somebody well, else, he's the only one that's good at contested. If footy he was relying side. on somebody else, he'd be in some big trouble. But um, look, I think he if you have him, then he you know looks like he might actually be a keeper, which yeah. you wouldn't have been expecting as much. At the start of the year, you were kind of hoping I think that he would be. I think at the end of the day, people are looking for that sort of M7, M8. For me, there's a lot of people that aren't in other people's teams that uh, I would select above him. So Matt Crouch, Clayton Oliver, I think two yeah, but, guys but, that should be in everyone's but team. But they only did that last year. Like, there's no difference between Cripps last year and Oliver last year. You know what I mean? Like, as in Oliver, um, everyone's like, should, yeah, year. like at this point in time, last well, year, we're like, should we get Oliver's Oliver in our side? averaging more though, isn't he? One must be averaging more. 
Not at the moment. Cripps no. is averaging 120.5. I don't think your man Oliver's doing anything like that, bro. Uh, fair enough, fair he enough. Got tagged, I'll, I'll he got probably be proven 90, wrong. So. I suppose at the end of the day, what that means is that we don't know. And no. but my, my, I'm, I'm not, did I don't you think get I'm necessarily did biased. You, did just, you bring in Oliver last year fairly early? I um no actually no no I, I actually picked him up very late. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, he will at pick, the buys. You I will pick him up. Chris will pick him up at the buys then and be well, rocky as running. What I said to it previously is that if Cripps is still going strong at the buy, which he's got an early buy, yeah. he'll probably be an upgrade well, target yes, that I'll grab. I, I agree with yeah. you there. It'll be Bont or um, Cripps based on the buy yeah, structure. So point. I've got three that I'm really looking at, which is Bont, McLean, and Cripps. Those are my three primary targets. For that, the first buy, the first just buy yeah, see how the yeah. dust settles. So we'll see how we go. If if he gets injured or or starts averaging poorly, then I won't pick him up. But there's every chance I might. Uh, Abel wants to know: Is John Patton will he play uh, pay off in the ruck? So he had 40 hitouts, 30 possessions, and six goals. Uh, yeah, I think he will play in the ruck this week because I don't think Lobb will come but back. Patton didn't though. even score that well. Uh, he did the week before. He had a one fifty two. Oh, yeah, the week before, but this. Yeah, week and then they had on. Dawson Simpson that they bring in, and then yeah, yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, saying, I, would, I wouldn't trust him, especially for the whole year purposes. Good for a week or two, but that's not going to help. He might you be good in draft. Like, yeah, so, for, for draft, but he should should already be taken. He averaged eighty for last year. Uh, I think you're going to get what you're going to get. He might have a few spikes here yeah, and there. But I wouldn't also... pick him up in standard. No way. Nope. Uh, okay, so Murphy plays. Who do we field between Norton and Cole? Uh, oh, Cole or Duman. Ooh, it depends. On, look at yeah, Norton, Norton every day. Why of the would week you for me? not? Yep. Yeah, anyway, start. Norton. He's okay. he's turned it around, and he's a he's he's it's Nelson, weird. In five Norton. weeks, he's at ten times better player than what he was in round one. Yes, unbelievable. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, they're versing the Gold Coast as well, so that Lynch isn't playing. Yeah, which is a very good point that uh, Maddie Grimstone pulled out. So good, good on, on you Maddie. there. Uh, okay, how many trades left do we have at this stage? Ooh. Uh let me have a look at. What I think I've, I've got about twenty three, and I think I've made my two this week. So. Um, I have 20, 20 well, 21, cause I'm going to reverse that trade as well. So, right. so 21, um, I I which I think is pretty standard. I think, um, if you're going for overall, like we are this year, uh, you should be around about that sort of 20 to 22 mark. If you're going for league or overall, uh, sorry, sorry, league win, then you probably should be sitting around that 24 mark. I think you should have definitely more trades in the bank if you're only going for league because you can save people through injury. Um, you know, I'm actually probably not going to trade Walters. Yeah, which um, was uh, Adrian's question next. Uh, he's got 24 trades left looking at McLean if he does trade. So, uh, yeah, Walters. Yeah, again, if you're going it, for overall. They said it could be oh, like two to three weeks now. Um, yeah, that's changed yeah, the a little news, bit. Yeah, the news that he's, uh, it's not as bad as they first thought and it's a two to three instead of a three to four, that kind of sways me to hold him. So I'm er, mainly because I think he's that good that I'm going to want him back. And I don't want to spend another trade to get him back. So I'm going to hold him even though I'm going for overall. And I do have coverage. So I have a full complement including bench players that will be able to play. Um, so I'm going to be okay. Um, but if you're... And if especially if you're going for league, definitely hold. But if you're in the position where you need to you know, trade him to avoid a donut or you've only got one playing rookie and he's not scoring very well anyway... You may need to trade him. Yep. And Seeker Eleven wants to know, uh, buddy, to hold or not? Uh, I, at this point in time, I think I'd hold. He's, I think he's only been a week or so it's, off, isn't he? Yeah, week to week proposition though with Buddy. Yeah, I think he won't be too far away. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, he's I'd still going to be top. Six. I'd be keeping him. He was just a bit sore, and you know, like I think he'll be okay. I think I'd keep him over like Green and stuff. Get rid of 100. percent Green, get rid of yeah. But I think Toby, I'd probably keep. Um, I would for yeah. another week. So. I mean, yeah. 
There's every chance Buddy comes back next week and bangs out a 150. Yep, so that's the Q&As. I think we get into the uh, round reviews, I believe, Excellent. at this point. Let's so do it. Let's start with the first one, Chris. I actually decided, I saw uh, Bulldogs were versus Carlton, and I thought, what a good opportunity to go out to dinner and miss the first half of football. <laughs> I, too, went out to dinner. However, there was the game on at the venue, and I obviously just sneakily positioned myself in a nice uh, position for the, the old, screen. The old, this looks like a great table. Yeah, it was great. Well, they had uh, one direction was the AFL and the other direction was the NRL. So she sat the other end and I sat here and I just went, all right, well, how, we're, how we're not even going to talk to you each both, other. This yeah, is great. you both get what you want and you don't have to talk to each yeah. other. What a great proposition. Uh, just, like, just like every other Friday night. Um, so <laughs> pretty much Friday night footy, it was the Bond first Crip show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yep. I loved watching the game, to be completely honest. Uh, it, just just for that contest. Yeah. There was well, nothing you, else about the game no, that if was you take, If you take that contest aside, Chris, no, it was horrible. No. And it was also nice seeing McRae just, you know, also Even, just even the commentators were ripping on how horrible the efficiency was yeah. and the football. They're like, yeah, if you're a foreigner coming from overseas, then please watch a different game of football because this is not a great representation of our game. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how um, Bulldogs, if they can turn it around at this point in the season... Right now they're playing bottom four football, um, and definitely Carlton as well. But I think Carlton just they just don't have. Um, it's not their structure. I think it's just the, the the players that they've got in positions that they have on the field, like players like Daisy Thomas getting a one hundred and six. So he's playing a role that I, I'm sure that he's done, a hundred percent. Like Daisy's done. He don't get me wrong. He played okay. He didn't play terribly, but. That's a one in five game for Daisy these days. He I'm just pretty sure I saw him taking kickouts as well, chipping yeah. to himself, and I'm like, mate, what are you doing? Um, yeah, Simpson had a seventy, um, so he actually got locked down by Caleb Daniel. So I would be interested to see if that continues um, because they proved to stop the run from half back because they tagged Simpson. Um, I'm hoping for Carlton's sake and for Simpson owner's sake that doesn't continue, but. Every, there's every evidence supporting, uh, supporting the fact that they will continue. So, oh, I don't. I'd be, I'd be worried if I'm a Simpson owner right now, because he can get shut out of the game. They were playing Simpson in the guts at points to get him off the tag, to try and you know, get him loose and get him around, and then they were, he was moving and shifting back. Well, he's too old to get loose, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like and, a tin man. Yeah. Um, look, someone that I'm actually really impressed with with the entire season is Zach Fisher. So he had an 87, but his disposal was terrible. He actually had eight clearances for the night and uh, had a lot of kicks, uh, was playing good. He's their burst player at centre uh, uh, center bounces and around the ground through stoppages because he's got so much pace, but his kicking was atrocious. I think he went at 52% or something on the, for the whole night. So, And you know, you know what else is very interesting about this game, Chris, is that Charlie Kurnow's average has actually gone down and Petrakas <laughs> has stayed the same. <laughs> but because he didn't play. Yeah, play. yeah that's play. cool. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. But, uh, yeah. So apart from that, like, there's not much to comment on Carlton at all, except for the fact that Mullet got like a 28. Mm-hmm. Silvani managed to get a, um, a very satisfactory 32. So <laughs> surprised he's even playing the game. Uh, those four looking at prospects in the future. You're looking at um, oh, what's his name now? I've forgotten. Our boy uh, come from Geelong. Darcy Lang. Darcy Lang had uh, played, VFL, played VFL, got like 18 disposals. Yeah, he, wasn't, he didn't set the world on no, fire, but, but it's that was just his coming first, back. First game yeah. of the year, so he's playing his second one this week in I'm the VFL. I'm looking forward to him. I will be Keep watching. an eye on him for trade and draft. I'll be watching him. I might even pick him up this week just because. <laughs> just to piss me off. Just because Chris no, will probably get him next oh, week. Of course you will. Yeah. That, uh, but look, yeah, Bontepelli and McRae, both very good. And that pretty much it shows a couple of good players versus an ordinary yeah. side. McLean as well. Is, uh, That's what's going to happen i got to say, I'm impressed with McLean's ability to get that sort of numbers. I mean, yeah, granted, it was against Carlton. I mean, impressed him to get a 111 in a side where Bont and McRae were both running for a midfield. Yep. Because I thought that there was going to be him pushing forward 
and less midfield time around that setup. So. And Wallace got another 96. So averaging 95, he looks like a pretty good option at this point in time. If he continues to do that for the course of the season, he will be a top six or top eight. Well, forward. he has averaged 100 before. Uh, it's not that unrealistic. And he's only a 1% of sides yeah. as well, Chris. The so. thing is with Wallace, though, he was definitely playing more forward of the ball. He was their release kick out in the half forward line, and he was targeted a lot on the wings and hitting the logos on the wings. Um, as that uh, lead-up hitting target for a market half-forward to switch the play or get that inside ball and get the, the ball moving going through the middle of the field. So, yep. um, And as yeah. we said, Norton got a 78, so it's the second no, time in a week, uh, second week I in a row. I took his emergency score. So, so did I. I loopholed him on I field and put it him made me field, 17 points. So. And I put Murray off the field. Yes, yeah, so. I yep. Oh, look at that. Look at us High 20. Five. We can make good decisions after all. Uh, speaking of good decisions, Tommy English got a 44. Uh, he look. He's already made a lot of money for Major those the guys. Cash. And he's probably won't to be fair, he's on. not really playing on field for any side anyway. Unless, or they might have. Except uh, with all their injuries, people might have taken a Tommy English um, break even a forty-seven. So he's still going to make some more money. And let's face it, you can't be upset. He's made you one hundred fifty k. So shut up, take your money. Yeah, look, and you can't. And look, I mean, who have they got this week anyway? So you look at the dogs. They've got the Suns. I mean, whatever. He's probably going to get, a, again, another decent score. Might be a 70 score this week. You might even play him on field this week against Gold Coast at home. So, yeah, see how you go. Oh, it's a Ballarat. So, good on Oh, them. it's a Ballarat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't wind, like that. Windy the, City. I don't like the windy games with the tall forwards. No. Not at all. Well, because I remember the... Um, this is what I think the, the preseason scores don't do justice to tall forwards because a lot of wind at, at regional grounds, etc., and they're not used to playing in them, so they, you know, they're just mistiming their marks and. Or they're not stop. kicking goals that they would normally. Kick. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a it's a big factor in in the JLT scores. Yeah, it's like mm. going watching a gold class cinema to watching a cam version recorded by Barry, <laughs> your local salesman. You know what I mean? It's just a completely different quality. It so, does, yeah. uh, let's get into the next one: Geelong and Sydney. And I cannot believe Chris Sydney rule over them like white on rice at the start of the game, and yep. that's not racist. I checked. Um, <laughs> online yeah <laughs> the white on rice um, but uh, after I can't believe that three quarter time right Geelong was sitting two there two or three goals weren't they and or? then Sydney just absolutely dominated there was a great piece an article that I um, I watched oh, I say article uh, on, on the couch that's not, about... the pe- that's not the sort of piece you put in a bottle is it Chris <laughs> no 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 that, that's different <laughs> God, okay, right. uh, that, hey, hey talking about oh, we'll get into Bomber Thompson later but that, oh, that was pretty funny right <laughs> Like, all right, we'll get into that later. Anyway, so um, yeah, I was watching on the couch, um, which I, I love. It's one of it's probably my favorite football show, and they highlighted Josh Kennedy's last quarter as the defining difference between the game, and it was his last quarter was insane. However, it was definitely allowed to happen by Geelong, so Geelong did not man the space. Three center clearances in a row. There was one pocket of space on the defensive side of the center stoppage, uh, where. Sinclair tapped it there every single time and Kenny went there every time unmanned. It was, it was just weird. It was also unique to watch Dangerfield on the outside of stoppages. I've never seen Dangerfield do that and it pissed me off for a start. But why is he doing that? Is that his role or is it he's not confident? Because there's a ball somewhere. Danger's going after it. He hunts the ball. That's what he does. Now he's waiting on the outside for someone else to get it to him. That's just not Dangerfield. It just looks weird. It's just not cricket. And it, we can say that because it's Channel 7. It's true. Uh, <laughs> but I feel sorry for those playing perfect nine because you would not have guessed that uh, Callum Sinclair would have top scored for the round. Yeah, uh, he's, he's had some good scores. He has had some yeah. good scores. Well, I mean, he was playing, what, Ray Stanley? 
Because Zach Smith apparently is injured now. No, no, is he? Zach Smith's coming back this week, I believe, oh, okay. for Reece Stanley, sure. who got absolutely tailed up. Yeah. Um, I Geelong think last week we made the comment that well, it might be a three strike syndrome or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, Geelong can't make up their mind, so let's face it. Um, what, but why are you playing Reece Stanley for, for a Ruckman against the Zach Smith? Well, got me. For those that I heard the, um, the injury news and then straight away, like one of the guys in our league, he already had a ruck, and he has Max Gorn, so I don't know why he was so quick to pick up Sinclair, but mm-hmm. you know, now he's just getting all these good scores on his bench while I'm uh, picking up a Tom Hickey or someone, because <laughs> everyone else has taken. Who hasn't scored terribly. He hasn't way. scored yeah, terribly. Gone, right? But um, look, and let's go with uh, our man Tim Kelly. Just keep on keeping on, doesn't he? Oh, I think, a, look. What a jet. He's going to be the, this is the, my, my uh, one issue that I'm having, is that I have six mids now, and I'm probably next week going to have seven. I plan on getting either Crouch or um, Oliver. Oliver next week, depending on their break-evens. Um, and then the following week is probably likely going to be picking up them, which means that I'm not going to have Tim Kelly in two weeks' time. Now, that's probably too early. Why do I, why would I want to get get rid of him? Oh, he's not even going to... Well, maybe I have him as an M9, and that could be what I'll do. But I'm, I'm actually wondering what I should do in that situation because I'm going to have eight mids that are premiums that are going to be scoring me quite well, and then maybe a Tim Kelly on the bench or trading him out of my team. Well, so here, here's the funny part, Chris. Tim Kelly is $367,000. Yep. He's projected to go up another $25,000. Okay, so yep. you do the math, 70, so what's that? That's uh, this week, 90, yep. 93,000. If he So hits. he will be 393,000, and I project, Chris, that Tim Kelly at the end of this round will be more expensive than Dane Zorko. Wow, that would be insane. If, Zorko if that was is, to happen... That if Zorko has another poor sideways round... To, sideways trade to Zorko. If Zorko has another poor round, he will be under $390,000. That's insane, eh? Who would have thought that? Who would have thought you could trade Tim Kelly... To Dane Zorka. Well, I mean, who would have thought Brisbane would be so shit? Oh, wait, everyone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yet they still dominate on <laughs> Supercoach terms. Uh, anyway, but look, that, that's a good one for those that want to do a sideways in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. But at this point in time, Tim Kelly is averaging 98.8 and Zorka's I'll, averaging like 60. I think 60 the likely scenario is that I'd probably loophole him. I'd probably just sit him on my bench and loophole him on field when I need to. But Jesus, like, good on you, Tim Kelly. Like, oh, he's jet. taken his opportunity and his run with it. I think they've extended and his he, contract, haven't they? Yeah, and yeah. everyone, everyone will love him now because he's forever known as the man that made you a lot of money. Yeah. So, and and it's funny because people don't pay attention to rookies that often, except all the supercoach people. Like, yeah, that rookie, he's dominating, and then they, he gets a name for himself. Yeah, no, I think he's playing. Yeah, whereas Holman, you kind of get yes, that guy that lets you down every second week. Uh, my okay, so here's an issue, and like, I'm sorry if this is like, but agree with me, like this post if you agree, right? There's there's times in the match where I'm like, oh Kelly's got the ball, oh it's Radaglia, like legitimately, oh. like I'm not I'm not joking about this. I actually think he's everywhere, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's not them. I can't tell. My eyesight's bad, by the way. I legitimately can't tell, like, and I can't read the because the one's seventeen and one's eleven. Is that right? They both have ones in there, and so my eye, I can't see the numbers properly. So you're like, yeah, clearance, possession to yeah, Kelly. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's radical. Yeah. Why is his points going up? Like, and it, It's not, like, I'm serious. Like, my eyesight is that bad that I can't tell the difference I think you're them. just delirious. But look, if there is someone out there, please do let us know because yeah, that'll make Chris feel better. I, the other and, consideration. And it'll make Chris feel less racist. So the other consideration is I've, we've got Foxtel, obviously, to watch the football. But oh. in my room, I only have standard definition. Standard definition Foxtel is like legit. Like, it's like going back 15 years in your life and, and watching TV again. It's terrible. So, and of course in Brisbane, any live games are on seven, mate. So they're not even HD in Brisbane on the, on free to air TV. No. 
They're so, not. No, it's it's absolutely stupid. insane. insane. And AFL need to fix it. It's Put terrible. AFL on HD. Like, yeah. how hard is it? Can't seriously. stand it. Or make Seven Mate HD. Like, seriously. How easy would it be just to I make know. Seven Mate HD? It's stupid. It's oh man, it's so frustrating. Ridiculous. Anyway, feel your pain. Um, look, let's go across. Um, you know, let's go with uh, Heaney. Okay, so Heaney. Oh my god. Ninety four. Absolutely. Look, and to be honest, didn't even deserve that. But no, he got a goal taken away from him. Did you know that? Did you watch the game? Yes. So yeah, he um, it looked like they they had a, a goal awarded on uh, goal review, um, and it looked like it came off. There was it was touched it t- touched two Sydney players' feet, um, I think. Was that how how? No, it you're talking about the Dane Zorko one, aren't you? No, no, no um, it, like Keeney skipped over it and it, t- it hit the back of his calf. Oh, right. And then went through, and I think the goal was then awarded to someone else on the goal line, maybe Sinclair or someone similar. Um, but orig- originally AFL.com.au put it as a goal to Heaney. Right. And then it was changed after the game, and so that actually impacted his score. Well, the same thing happened with Zorko. Zorko got his boot to the ball. Different different game. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, anyway, so uh, Lloyd, he got a 90, so just hovering around the relevant yeah, sort of area. It's unfor- uh, he actually got a DT score of uh, over 120, um, so that was a pretty low score for what he should have got. Uh, again, a lot of his possessions were uncontested, so I can understand why. But I do anticipate Lloyd to start hitting 110, 120s over the next, say, yeah. six weeks. Junk time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, junk time possessions. Don't be and, surprised. Like, at the moment, uh, let's just find him I here. I think he's averaging 91, so he's not going too bad at all anyway. Yeah, so averaging 91.3. So I reckon you could see his average push up towards the 95 before oh, around the buy too. round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. so not a bad Easily. option. And if you look at his price, I think he's basically around what you paid for him anyway at the start of the year. He's actually dropped 20,000, so yep. he's 459,000. So at the moment, he's looking at, okay, if you're looking at Jake Lloyd versus Howe, which is, they're like 3K difference. Um, I like both. I'm not sure who I would say is better than yeah, the other. Yeah, 50-50. Um, I think Howe's got... Uh, they've probably got both same consistency. The difference is how this year is playing a lot more um, defensive roles. Yeah, maybe when so more playing on more Moore's taller targets. Moore's been missed yeah. out, though. So, so maybe when more comes, comes back, back, frees up Howe. So maybe how is the better option? Possibly. Mm. Interesting. I know. It's such a tough, tough decision, Chris. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to make that decision. Gronk, <laughs> um, obviously, with his 92, played a good game as a first game in. Uh, yeah. Pappas with a, with we, a 85. Can we just point out, and I've had other people asking about Tui, what the hell was Tui doing? <laughs> 25. His disposal was atrocious. Oh, horrible. Absolute 25. Atrocious. Absolutely yep. horrible. He pretty much made me cry on my draft side. Yeah, and... Oh, Okay, he only had 13 you. disposals, didn't he? He was horrible. He yeah. just, literally, it was like he was trying to lock down and run and just, like, literally do everything except forget the ball. Yeah, and uh, then when he did get the ball, he turned it over. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I think he had a few too many schooners, Chris. <laughs> literally, I actually... Pre-game, pre-game Yeah, and, I, and, and Geelong, right? So let's face it, Geelong, it's hard to get any information out of Geelong. Chris Crott will just tell you something other than what you want to know. Which is odd uh, considering that he's on, you know, AFL so 360 this on week, Chris actually contacted the local Irish bar in Geelong. <laughs> Uh, and I wanted to know. I wanted to know, was he out the night before this game because he was horrible? Okay, and he said, I can't be sure, to be sure. <laughs> oh, wow, that was a long setup. And an equally good punchline, though. I respect that. that well, I good. nearly fell on my face. <laughs> um, so, look, he had uh, 13 possessions, 12 kicks, and went at 38%. I think if you have him in your side, you've got to get rid of him anyway. He's not going to be a top 10 uh, let's I don't think it. he's. Gonna I don't think he's going to be top ten. Not even close. And now he's only averaging seventy five after that dismal score. So yeah, great draft in, but yeah, he'll have some good games in draft. And let's face it, but yeah, apart from that, well, we uh, mentioned I don't think last. He's that great. We mentioned last year. 
that his preseason scores were ridiculous, mm. and then through the season did not even eclipse one of the his preseason scores. He just had a he, he just goes really great in teams where he's then no one pays attention to him basically. Yeah, that's that's all he does. As so, soon as he gets a little bit of pressure. Parker uh, got a 79, yeah. uh, more because they didn't have any forward options. So I was messaging uh, Chris. It was actually like, oh. more like he had five frees against, which is 20 points there. I was gutted. He was lining up for... Go- Dude, this is... No, this this actually happened. Takes a mark in the forward... It wasn't a contested mark. It was uncontested. At 20 metres from goal, slight angle. Kicks it into the man in the mark and goes through for a point. Touches him on the way through. That was incredible. It was a score review. There's another 10 points. So that, that game that he actually played, even though he played huge minutes forward, should have been a 110 game. That's stupid. That's dumb. So Chris it, likes to analyze and then get angry at why they didn't maximize their when points. They're on my, when they're on my team, I do. Of course I do. I was angry. I was just <sighs> ropeable. Because he had a great first quarter too. I was like, oh, he's on a 28 or 29 point first quarter. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going all right. How much did you he lose had, to me again, Chris? He had th- yeah, I know. <laughs> he had three free kicks against in the first quarter and still got a 29. Yeah, right. All right, let's move on. North versus Port Adelaide. I think we could sum this one up pretty quickly, to be honest. Um, North Melbourne gave it a good little ride there for a little while, but um, they double team Ben Brown. <laughs> just like... Double team and Ben gave Brown. Gave a good ride, just like uh, Ben's girlfriend last night. Oh, Chris, you cannot... <laughs> Can't go there, Chris. She's a she's a woman. She's a lovely, lovely I lady. She brings out the best in me. Sometimes, she does. sometimes a she's couple way times. too good for Ben. Just so you know. Sometimes a couple times. <laughs> um, anyway, so who would have thought that Simkin, uh good old Simkin, would actually top yeah, the dogs? No, they um, look. And I mean, someone you were hot on last year, but didn't really perform for you. Oh, he did right? not at all last year. But uh, yeah, I mean, they double teamed Ben Brown, which I think uh, made the difference in the end. He still kicked four goals. If he didn't get double teamed, Ben Brown could have had you a field day. You, ben Brown's the new buddy. You got to have one in front, one behind. Honestly, like. <laughs> call it the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> ben Brown is the trumpet. The trumpet. Oh, uh, you got to have one in front, one behind. Mumble number five. Um, anyway, Westoff again. Like seriously, I want Paddy Ryder comes back in. I think Westoff hopefully. Just yeah, well, it's disappears. gonna be this week or next week, isn't it? Yep. With Paddy Ryder, it, so it seems that way. But uh, and Ebert had a field day. Go figure. Sam Gray is one to look in draft. Particularly if they're versing someone easy, because against Brisbane it's you got like forty or big for him. There's there's no it in is, between. But isn't if, there's, it? Yeah. if they're versing a weak side, yep. then Sam Gray seems to just tail up. Oh. Like Brisbane, you got a one forty on. It's as because well. he gets no attention. No, no one pays any attention to no, Sam Gray because he, just... he wears a name tag and they look at him. And go, oh no, wrong. Oh, guy. it's at forty six. Yeah, no, we're not <laughs> going to pay attention to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, that's exactly. What happens. Uh, and, and your man. Your man, Mr. Polek. Oh, Polek. Uh, we did have a bit of a shout-out. Uh, who was it? Was it uh, Supercoach, Supercoach Station. Station. So uh, another... They had a bet. Uh, was it last year or the year before? Uh, last year, I think. I think it was, was Polek. Last year. Yeah. And they averaged that he wouldn't average 80. And he averaged, like, well, averaged it was 79. an ongoing bet with them from year to year. Yeah, it was Polek, like our yeah. Bob Murphy bet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, so he's killing it. Absolutely. Like, uh, here's the funny it. part. I discussed this Wait, with Chris if, just earlier. If the Supercoach Station do listen to us, shout out because you were one of our inspiration behind starting yep. us up. So. Prop, props to you boys. Yeah, um, good stuff. But yeah, Polak, right? So I he got a 130 or something or other. And I was like, oh, they're versing Brisbane next week. Wouldn't it be a gas to put him in my side? <laughs> and let's face it, he, he's been so far gone from Brisbane that I have no grudges bringing him in. Sure he doesn't. He's the king of grudges. Right? The, Maybe, only, thing is, the only thing Elliot, that's actually healing that yeah, grudge. Elliot Yo could be a year away from being in my side in draft, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I get him in as a joke, and next minute he gets like another 130. I'm like, oh, I can't get rid of this guy. And he just keeps backing it up. He's averaging more than he has in his life. It's true. It's it's, it's, it's amazing. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it either. I he's can't like, believe it's not butter. He's like the unsung hero. Seriously. Yeah. He's averaging more than Ollie Wines. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, I, I can't... 
Like, he's getting a lot of meters gained, and he's their run and carry, and he's also uh, linking the play. Yeah, he's very so much he's linked. just, yeah, 100% he's getting marks, kicks, and when he, he marks, runs, and carries, and kicks, uh, his meters gained is huge per match. I would love to see him, and maybe that's something we need to shout out for Fantasy Freako, and just see what his total meters gained is in the AFL. It must be really high. Um, or his average per game, because I think he missed a couple of games early. Uh, only the first one, I believe, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that obviously would impact in his total. So yeah, he's just playing good football at the end of the day. Um, Robbie Gray got knocked down in the game and still managed an 89. So he passed the Jacobs test, which was is pretty impressive. i got to say, I'm, I'm really happy. He did get a bit of junk time um, uh, points because he did actually score a late goal. Um, so good on you, Robbie, for getting in my team. I'm really glad that I did pick you up, even though you had these uh, things before you buy that were going to impact your scoring. But right. um, go, So go, just go quickly, uh, so he's played six games. Uh, so he has played all the games, actually. Uh, six games in 2018, Pollock, averaging 482 metres gained per game. That's insane. Averaging 27.7 disposals a game at 71% efficiency. So do you know where that ranks Which in is, terms of total uh, meters games? Oh, geez, I'd like to find out if only. Probably through the AFL app. You can, oh, they're on the Yeah, website. on the website. Anyway, yeah. but uh, very interesting. So, um, yeah, for those that um, yeah picked up Robbie Gray, not too bad considering yeah, he did get tagged there. Pollock so. is going to get tagged soon. Because I think he's one of their most important players transitioning from defense to attack. Yep. I think uh, also Don Barry, not very good, 35 uh, I actually would be surprised if he gets named this week, just quietly. I think that what saves him is injuries at, at Port. Well, I know no, SP, uh, Sam, uh, no. Uh, Power Pepper. Pe- sorry, Power Pepper is coming back in. I think yep. he'll be out 100%. If Barry gets named this week, I'll eat my left nut. Uh, I think he's gone. Well, he's going to eat left nuts. Fair yeah, enough. I think he's gone. <laughs> I think he's gone. Well, the miss is at the right. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> oh, Jesus. We cannot go there. Um, Motlops hasn't performed at all since he got traded in. That's a bit. It's, it must be annoying if you're... Yeah, I mean, and now look what he does. Motlop, like we said, bad energy, bad omens, bad training style, yeah. right? And then he take, and then he gives his, his injury curse <laughs> over to Wingard. <laughs> Wingard. <laughs> like, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, Wingard It's is... injury curse week. Literally, Tom, Tom Lynch, who we said could be a top... Well, my top 10 forward list is in shambles, just quietly. Tom Lynch, gone. You know, Wingard, gone. Yeah, well, that was your fault. You have done that yourself. That was a Star Wars reference. Oh, okay, cool. Just for the I, uneducated. I did, I did not get that. I don't watch. I don't watch <laughs> was, Star Trek. Sorry, it was Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I don't watch Star Trek. Okay, cool. Ah, uh, okay. It's so not Star Trek. Look, Star let's, Wars, let's move on because let's face it. North Melbourne, Melbourne were just a bunch of shambles. Brenny Brown scraped through a sixty-five and kicked four goals. Didn't really. He probably got five touches and kicked four goals. Yeah. Uh didn't do well. Goldie got an eighty-eight. Uh, and funnily enough, was the fourth highest score for North Melbourne. So let's move on. I can't believe that Goldie got an eighty-eight and Westhoff got a one forty-seven against Goldie. Yeah, it's dismal. Uh, speaking of dismal, let's go to the GWS and Brisbane game. Shocking um, game of football. This game could be summed up in two minutes, I think, Chris. Pretty shocking simply. It was a football. shocking game of football. Um, Brisbane were just, again, a bit uh, woeful with some of the disposals. Yet we're in the game for quite a little while. Yeah, because they, you know... You know, I thought they had a 30-point head One start, thing that I'll say about <laughs> Brisbane is that they do force the opposition to play shit football with them. So it's like you're playing Brisbane, so let's just play at their level, guys. Don't worry about hitting targets. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it doesn't matter if we miss it. a target. We'll, yeah, get, the ball, we'll yeah. get the ball back they're in not, a second. They're not going to win it. They probably don't even mark it. Uncontested. Well, not only that, it wasn't even <laughs> a high-scoring game for Supercoach, realistically. Nah, I mean, look, Beams and Robbo did well. Okay, Whitfield did well, and DeBoer. Like, DeBoer had his Ro- best Robbo game. is someone that I'm interested in looking at based on the fact that I think he's... What's his average at the moment? Robbo is just absolutely killing it for average. 
and as a forward player. 102.4 on average. Uh, he's got a low break even of 50. He's priced at a good good price there. Yeah, so let's look at it, okay? So he missed a game due to suspension, I think it was, in round two. But since then, he had a 103 in round three, a 94, a 102, and then a 130. So he's gone four yeah. good rounds in a row. Um, yeah. I think uh, – I'm not necessarily thinking he's going to be a, maybe a top six forward. I think that's probably a little bit out of reach, but he might squeeze well, he has, into the top ten. He has averaged 88. Just yeah. not too far away, but um, look, I don't know, let's see how that goes. Daniel Rich got 28 disposals. I'll give it a week or so before he gets tagged. Oh, 100%. He's back get, to 40s in two weeks. Well, yeah, he'll get tagged, and Zorka will be running free in the wind. Because I'm free. And let's, let's just bring this out. I'm going to very quickly, I'm going to bless my man. There's no hard givens. I'm going to go to the cafe shop and just wait there for a while. Oh. I'm going to wait there for two weeks if it takes it. Seriously. <laughs> just I'm going to camp out at the I'm going to wait for old mate Zorko to rock up. And as soon as I see his car show up, Chris, I'm going to prepay that fucking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice. It will be prepay coffee. I'll say, see this guy coming here? I've already paid for his meal or coffee or whatever. I'll give you $100. Whatever he buys, just take it out of that and give me the change. I've seen you be nice to other people and take photos. Take my goddamn coffee. That's happening. So here, here's the thing. I'm going to hashtag bless Dane Zorko right here, right now with love. Fair enough. So get on board. Are gonna... Not yet. He's got a break even 170, right? But he's in the draft side. I'm going to hashtag bless Zorko like a mother. No hard givens. He is now in my side, Chris. I'm going to bless this man till the days. Till Fair the enough. Come home. Yeah. You traded for him. Okay, so... I just no. want to point out a really bad trade that that um, that Ben happened to do this week in his uh, in his draft team. So Ben thought it would be a good idea to trade Laird for Zorko. Yep, it happened. I want tell Zorko. me now. Can you just explain to me? Okay, your... so my midfield was uh, as we said earlier on. Midfield just went very quickly. Well, so I had like Dom Sheed and those kind of guys in my midfield. Right? They are they are yeah, spuds. and they are spuds, right? So Dan Zorko was a first round pick. Um, I I'll could say, use it, Can I just preface I this as well by saying this? You are, unfortunately, your, your midfield is either A, injured, or B, underperforming. And the worst part about that is because you are still winning games and you're at the top, you can never get those mid guys from the waiver because all the guys that have been performing are getting picked up before you. Yeah. So it sucks for you, but... Well, it's okay. But look, I, I, I like Zorko and... Um you know, he's in my side. So, mm. look, I'm happy to take that. Hopefully, he gets big scores at the back end of the year. I need a VC option because I have Ablett as my second pick. So, now Zorko will give me... Uh, Zorko and Cripps can be my VC option. And I'm happy to roll that roller coaster. Let's face it, Laird, rolling, rolling, at the back rolling, end of rolling, last rolling. year, Laird only averaged like 80 on the back end of the year. He uh-huh. started at 120, went 80. So, I'm hoping it'll be the flip side. Zorko will flip do well. Well, I mean, anyway. someone's got to pay attention to Laird at some stage. Yep. Surely, and, he gets um, a forward target. Like, I don't get it. Yep. Yeah. So, look, this was a... Fairly scrappy game. I did watch it. Um, yeah, so it was. Just- Delidio is now injured. Um, he is out for this week. So yep. hamstring tightness is and what they're calling it. Harris Andrews got it backed up with another eighty-two. Yeah, so um, yeah, not so bad. And uh, the old Steph got a ninety-two. So what do you think? We I do think Beams with- was probably the most impressive from the Brisbane front. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Low break even as well. His return to form. I think um, Zorko just yeah was horrible. But um, yeah, apart from that. So what do you you know who else is actually going alright? Witherden's come back into form so if you have a look at Witherden's average he may even approach some uh, top 10 numbers uh that is quite interesting he has Witherden now averaging 96 so yeah he's uh for Not those that did pick him up I mean he started a bit you know shaky but he's yeah he's doing pretty well actually so look let's let's give Good him a props Witherden. up yeah props up there so no hodge this game either yeah and now just like to say so uh Delidio if you do have him you kind of got to hold him I know it sounds stupid but he probably will have this at periods throughout the year and they said it was hamstring soreness, and it was because of his six-day break that they were going to um, drop him. Uh, if it was a seven-day break, they may have played him. 
So that tells me he's going to be managed throughout the season. If you didn't know that or didn't think that was going to happen to Delito with the injury history that he has, um, yeah, well, that's probably your fault. But um, I think that he will, sorry, eventually come back. Um, or, well, he'll come back next week. Uh, so, you, you know, you wouldn't be trading a, a essentially premium no, uh, forward for one week rest. No, yeah. If you have him, you'd hold him. Um, but pro- the the good side is he did say he's feeling well after the game. Um, yeah, he's looking, for, he likes playing footy again. His body yep. is holding up fairly well. Uh, so, yeah, I think he should be okay. Uh, next game, Hawthorne and Saints. Uh, I can't believe Saints lost again. Uh, I, I can't um, believe it. Oh, Isaac Smith just teared them up. And yeah, mostly, they, did, they did play in Tassie, so that you know Hawks just absolutely spanked They're him. always going to play well in Tassie for, yep. for a couple of reasons, but, I mean, they know the conditions and play the conditions way better than the opposition, and that's always the case. Yep, and you look at, okay, so you got Smith just teared them up. McAvoy absolutely dominated. And, and T. Mitch just, he didn't even have like a dominating game, but he still just did T. Mitch things. 45 um, disposals. Unfortunately, 30 of them were uncontested. So he only had 15 yeah. contested disposals. He only had uh, two inside 50s and three rebound 50s. So those are uh, big point scorers. Yeah. And he only had three tackles. So that's why he only got 126. That would typically be a 150 game for him. But yep. he just didn't have the impact with his possessions. No, he should have scored and didn't more. have enough tackles. So. Uh, and apart from that, your man Webster. Um, Top scored for yeah, the Saints. Again, defenders, though. Savage as well. So Savage got another yeah, one. They were kicking to each other. They were switching to each other. Savage on one end. Webster's on the other. Kick received. All, ga- all game. It was interesting to watch. So. Yep. And, um, yeah, so look, apart from that, I mean, Akers actually had a down game for once. He got a 76. Yep. Uh, but I just blame that on being Tasmania. You know, that jet lag. Uh, factor yeah. uh, oh, that half an hour uh, flight, you know. Billings forty seven. Come on, Billings. It was What's never. It was a on? game that was never going to suit him playing forward. What's going never, on? It was never going to happen for him playing forward. Absolutely not. So yeah, look, what do you do? Yep. Um, Caulfield had. He actually had a decent amount of possessions, Caulfield, but unfortunately, yeah, uh, didn't do anything with it. Well, he always. Here's what: if you Same watch Caulfield play, we and this is what I said in the preseason. If you watch him play. He does something great, like he'll take an intercept possession or he'll pick the ball up or get an uncontested possession in the, in the pocket. His first instinct is to kick the ball behind him or handball behind him. It's not to move the ball forward, and that has got to be... So that, that's a huge thing in Supercoach. If you're not moving the ball forward, if you're getting negative metres gained on your possessions, then you're not scoring points on those possessions. So you have to at least at some point move the ball forward. I'd, I, this is an estimation. I reckon half his disposals go backwards. That's that's that impacts his score massively. Yep. So, uh, Miro got a seventy-one for those that have him, so he would have made a lot of money. But you were saying that he well, they were saying well, it was in the ins and outs. So it's like you know who's coming in, who's going out um, for this week kind of thing. And uh, so Burgoyne looks like he'll be coming back in, and they reckon Miro could be one to be squeezed out. But yeah. look, let's see how that unfolds tomorrow night with the teams. But if he does get um, name like not named, then I think it could be very tough for those that have him because he might not kind of got to hold him. He might not come yeah. back in for a while. Who knows? With a break even of negative twenty seven. Yeah, it's you, tough. You just got to make a judgment call. I, yep. I would still hold. It's tough, and uh, yeah, Gunston got another eighty-nine, so he's actually been ch- consistent, chip, chip, chipping away. Classic yeah. Gunston, just consistent, consistent, consistent. So. Chipping away. Uh, Adelaide and Gold Coast. Um, geez, Gold Coast got absolutely towed up, and it wasn't even like a great game from Adelaide. They kind of uh, at some point they just put their foot down, and Gold Coast just had nothing. Yep, it couldn't go with them. Um, yeah, like it was just a one way, a one way show, really. Well, I mean, it's similar thing happened to uh, Matt Crouch that happened to. Uh, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Hawthorne, Tom Mitchell. So in terms of how to high possession numbers, 
Um, a lot of them were uncontested um, and just wasn't very effective with his disposals. Um, but I still think that, you know, first game back, yeah, you know, got a hundred. Yeah, got a hundred, so not too bad. I think Tommy Lynch was good to have him return to form. Yeah. Uh, so Tom Lynch from Adelaide just showed uh, the Gold Coast Tom Lynch how it's done <laughs> at a fraction. He won of the, the battle of the Lynch. He did at a fraction of the price, Chris. <laughs> yes. And we all do love a bargain. Well, we, so I think we pulled him up last week as someone that you might look at. Um, yep. as a potential down uh, upgrade target. Yes, definitely impossible. Uh, Ellis Yolman, uh, I think, will suffer when Sloan and uh, Brad Crouch come back in. So for those, I know some have picked him up in draft because yep. he has had a good few games. But I think once that midfield stacks up, I think Ellis Yolman will be uh, gone. Yeah, look, they want him for his big body, big body yeah. in there. Oh, but be... I think with, with a full complement of midfielders, yep. I think he's probably last I think, becomes, I think he becomes yeah. a liability uh, if they have a full stack midfield. Yeah. Uh, just because, yeah, too big. He is doing well, very well. I think uh, Miller actually had a, probably one of the best games I've seen him ever like play. Yep. Uh, silky smooth. And Seedsman again with a 93 was quite, uh, yep. was quite nice Oh, uh, He well. did, yeah, exactly. So very good for those that had Seedsman. Laird got another 99, so really good there. Yep. Dodi, uh an 83, so a solid score for a rookie. Um, all and those just, that pick him up in draft. Just to highlight Matt Crouch, he had 30 disposals, 14 kicks and 16 handballs, which is pretty normal for him, but only seven contested disposals out of that uh, that bunch. So, yep. and um, yeah, that, 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 you know, that's going to happen. It, that impacts his score. And they had two inside 50s. Jacobs, the old Source got a tackle. 76, Chris. And I know at the start of the year, everyone's like, oh, Source, what a reliable option. And so many people in podcasts were, Frustrating. They were talking up Source Jacobs. Oh, and good source. I remember you kept asking me why I wasn't why? On, I wasn't on the Source train from day one. Yep. And you know that. And you're like, why? I'm like, I just don't like Source Jacobs. I just don't like him. It's and he's, he's averaging less than Goldie. And everyone keeps talking about how frustrating Goldie is. Goldie's averaging like 88. People Source like Jacobs, Source because he gets in the park every week. And like he's averaging whilst, 84. Whilst Chris. I see that, one thing you've got to realise about Supercoach and what they call set and forget is there's no such thing as set and forget rucks anymore. You know, gone is Co- Cox and Sandy where they're only ever set and forgets ever because they generally got on the park every week and they scored well. Nowadays, Ruckman get injured like it's going out of fashion every second week, every third week. A Ruckman's going yeah, out. Yeah, like even look at Grundy, how yeah. like possibly was going to miss, but 100%, like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's named Grundy to play. Could, but... could potentially miss this week, or yeah, he Cruiser, still could if I he mean, doesn't pull Steph, up in training. Or Steph Martin might get chopped out during the buy round, so yep. then he'll go down. Like yeah, like less effective. Source Jacobs averaging eighty four point two. I mean, you would have been better off going a light set at this point in time. 100%. Well, light set's actually averaging eighty two point five. Yeah, and, and could made one hundred twenty grand. So he was he nearly four hundred thousand now. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically forty thousand less than Sam Jacobs. Yep. Yep. And oh, dude, yeah. Anyway, go figure. Um, yeah. Look, apart from that, um, I don't think there's too much to talk about them. Holman was horrible. Yeah, uh, so I think he, he could actually watch. get a break this week. They might go. You know what, mate? You're not tackling. You're not being that effective anymore. I'd hate. If that was the case, because his break even's not really low enough to trade him out, but it's not high enough to get maximum value out of him. So he's still got another week, really, in my opinion, of cash generation or another free shot. I'm hoping um, that he gets another round. Uh, but I'd love look, if he, he gets one more round. Well, they may, they may rest him. But yeah, with him, he's either getting you a 30 or he's getting you a 90, which is very frustrating because I had him on field this week. Yeah. So well, I think most people had him on field. You know, I actually um, I put him on field this week. Um Last week I had Finlayson in mids, and with the trades that I worked out, I put Finlayson back into defence, um, and then Holman on field because I missed Holman's eighty-eight last week, and I was like, no, never again. That's not going to happen. So I I switched Finlayson into the defence, 
put Holman on field in my mids and what does he do again? So I've copped both yeah. of his 33 scores or 34 scores oh, that's or whatever. Horrible. And Absolutely. I didn't hit his 88 score on field. I'd rather just cop a donut. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, at least a donut, you know what you're getting. I get so angry that I just trade him at the donut. <laughs> oh, it's just stupid. But uh, speaking of disappointing, shall we go to Essendon? Oh, uh, we should. Nah, look, they've been really how, underperforming how over the How painful year. to lose two games within a half a week. Yeah. Like, that's got to be demoralising for anybody. Well, and they didn't even turn up to Anzac Day, let's be fair. Oh. Um, but look... Well, no, this this game, they actually look really good for half, half a game, and then they, they forgot about the Premiership quarter, Chris. <laughs> I mean, oh, we have to play a full game. Oh, a full game. Yeah, so I don't know about that. Essendon are the half-game oh, specialists. It, okay, so this is the, the highlight of this game, right? Just before halftime, the game is in the balance. Melbourne were coming back. I think they were maybe five points behind or something at this point in time. And uh, Melbourne were five points behind just before halftime. Stringer's running into the 50 line and decides to chip it backwards to Danaher, about 35 metres out, right in front. <laughs> Stringer could have had a shot at goal. He's like, oh, you know what? I'll do the smart decision. I'll chip it backwards to 35 out, right in front to Danaher. And of course Danaher misses. Of course it's he's going to miss. He doesn't know how to hit Danny the how. He's having a bad year. Horrible. He is really... He's from... He, that, that is one of the biggest fall from graces in... I know. In he, AFL football. And he's a giant. Well, he's. this was supposed to be his breakout year. This was the year that Essendon were going to crash the top eight and maybe potentially move into the top four. I think he's more disappointing. I think at this point in time, I think it's um, Danahow number one as for the most disappointing based on what we're expecting and probably Zorko number two. Yeah. Yeah. It's the massive fall from graces. Massive fall. Absolute huge. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just is what it is. I mean, right now I'm looking at Essendon as a team that... Probably aren't going to win many games this year. Maybe win six or seven games. Them and St Kilda, very, very disappointing. Yeah, both very of them combined. Huge. Both were expected to be well, in that top eight bracket. I was thinking... And very upset. Essendon probably in the eight. Collingwood probably not. Well, and it's I had, kind of gone the other yeah, way. I had Essendon coming in ninth because I thought with the harder draw they'd drop a little bit. I actually had St Kilda just below them. But, you know, I actually had much better hopes. Well, mind you, I had dogs at eight. Yeah. So that's gone horrible. And the other team that has been disappointing too. I mean, Melbourne has been disappointing too. But Melbourne has. This, is, this was a must-win game but from they, them. Yeah, and they pulled it around. Yeah. At halftime, they pulled it around. This is the definition of an eight-point game. You know, both teams struggling. Whoever wins still has a shot at finals. Whoever doesn't, completely gone. Yep. Goodbye finals. You can write off Essendon's year now, in my opinion. They're, they're, they're done. There's no way that they're coming back. No, I'm, I'm with you there. But uh, look, Zach Merritt did turn it around. Uh, so good on there. Hurley got another 104. So he's he's still ch- you know chugging on quite well. I think uh, Hooker, for those in draft, he's not a bad option playing defense when he is. Uh, 84. So he's got yep. like a 79 and an 84. I'm saying that as in because normally he's been sputting it up pretty bad. But look, yep. not too bad if you want someone that'll probably get you around the 80 mark um, if you do want to try and suss that option. Maxi gone. I can't believe that. One sixty eight. Yeah, so for those it hurt that, me. yeah, it hurt me big time. Well, that what was at about forty points difference. Yeah, yeah, forty two points. I think it was forty um, points is a lot in a in a uh, week where the, like top scores were like twenty one hundred or twenty two hundred max. Yep. You know what I mean. Uh, so. And Hibbard turned it around with a ninety six. So good on you, Hibbo. Uh, and Fritz. Oh, how good was Fritz? Yeah. Oh, that ninety. 90. That and saved he, my week. And he, he got he's got some good hands on him too. Yeah. Got oh, Fritz. He gets oh, some, and he gets up the ground a little bit. The gets reason some marks why on the wing. The reason why I've still been really positive about Fritz and playing him on field most weeks is because he really hasn't hit the scoreboard yet. So he's been doing great things and taking great marks and um and really impacting the play. Oh well, yeah, he kicked a couple but, of goals this one. And, yeah, because yeah, he hasn't hit some goals. He great. just really hasn't gone that next step of hitting that. So um, that's going to uh, continue his cash gen for another couple of weeks. Yep, and I so, feel sorry for those bringing in Hogan uh, injury, so they reckon he'll be out this week. I think. Unlucky, so, yes. I don't uh, think he's playing this week. Yep. So yeah, apart from that, I think that's pretty much that game summed up in a nutshell. 
Oh, this and is um, yeah, so I think this one will be interesting as well. Who did Melbourne play this week? It's um, let's have a look. Oh, I think it's an interesting game. That's one they should probably win. I know they're versing Gold Coast at the Gabba next week. Very excited. Might go check that out. Suns uh, versus. Oh Melbourne. yeah, that should be all right. Get a hopefully you can. Uh, in, Essendon. They versus to... Essendon this week, don't they? Yeah. So I reckon Oliver should go nuts. No, they're just versus Essendon. Yeah. They... Hold on. Here we go. Uh, Friday night, blah, 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 blah. Essendon versus Hawthorne, so that's right, Titch. St Kilda, oh, right. so another eight-point game. Yeah. I, I don't much. think St Kilda really can... Uh, um, I don't think St Kilda can make the finals. However, if Melbourne loses, they're not going to make the finals. That, that's just, that's so important for Melbourne to win this they, week. They do need to win this week, and it's they can't just huge, go in there and half-ass it. St Kilda are a danger game. It's the exact same with, with Collingwood this week. Massive danger game. If they lose to Brisbane, again... Collingwood can't make the finals. The problem is it's at Etihad, which St Kilda are better at, generally speaking. Melbourne yeah. aren't very good and at And they've got Etihad. a history of winning last gasp against Melbourne in yep. the last few seasons. I 100% so, agree. Yeah. And we also think uh, Team Mitch should go nuts against Essendon because they don't really have a tagger. So they'll probably put Darcy Parrish on him, I think. Yep. Uh, and, you know, meanwhile, Darcy... They will have a run with roll with him, but I think that Titch will absolutely yep. tower. Darcy Parrish back in my draft side, just yep. quietly, mini guns. Um, nice. Yep. So, look, let's move on to the Collingwood and Richmond game. I loved it. Uh, I thought I mean, it, was, uh, it was a great game. A lot of pressure too, and Collingwood did really match it with them for nearly three quarters. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I didn't scared. expect us to to come out there and be winning at halftime, let alone put up the fight that they did. I thought Collingwood definitely were in it for nearly three quarters there, and I was yeah. actually a bit worried. Like I'm like, well, what's going I on? I actually thought, to be honest, Collingwood controlled the play for two and a half quarters, but they couldn't. Even though they controlled the play, Richmond's press was so good that they made opportunities out of nothing sometimes. So they were just turning the ball over, um, it, probably not in really advantageous situations, but just doing enough and doing enough and doing enough to stay within grasp of Collingwood. And then Collingwood didn't really maximise their opportunities when they uh, did go forward. And then it just swung. All of a sudden, Richmond clicked the switch. They were dominating the game. Um, I think they even ended up kicking quite a lot of points in the end of the game. So the, the, it could have even been a lot more blown out than what it was even though Collingwood are in the game for literally three quarters. So, yeah. Oh, and Trelaw um, Well, just, they even came back a little bit too. So, oh, and bloody Trelaw kept tailing up and oh, kicked some goals. I was just like... like that. Best on ground. Oh. Uh, Trelaw was easily best Huge. on ground. And he's now actually averaging quite well. Like yeah. He's had a few big weeks in a row. Apart from his first week, I think he went quite low, like an 80 or a 90. Or first week, 87. Since then, a 108. He's gotten a 105, a 120, a uh, 105. Actually, no. 127, sorry. So 120, a 127, and then a 149. So he's just yep. gone bang, bang, bang. Uh, he's averaging... Just a year one, late when well, everyone was on him last he's year, averaging and now no one's on him. Averaging 116 so far for the year, 132 over his last three, and 121 over his last five. Yep. He's going mint. Could he be top 10? 100% absolutely he could be, he could be well, top 10. Well, we did say... You know why? You'll notice that quite a lot. Um, the, the game plan of Collingwood has changed substantially, and it helps Adam Trelaw. If they're doing what uh, Geelong did in their premiership years, I don't know if anyone remembers this or they know much about previous Prem teams and how they play their football, but they are mimicking their style of, of gameplay, which is pressure in the forward line if you've got the ball forward. If you've got the ball from defense and you're transitioning to attack, you handball, handball, handball until you're past the halfway line, and then it's a long kick inside 50 to a you know, 20, 20, 30 meters out of the, um, from the goal line. That is 100% what Collingwood are doing and playing. And uh, they're trying, and that is what like what Geelong did in their premiership years, and when they were really, really dominating teams, it was get the ball to a certain point, and this is exact same football that uh, Brisbane Lions played in their prem years, 
get the pull forward of the center line and then long kick in 50. That's what they're doing. It's really awesome to watch. Um, and it's really hard to defend against. Those long balls inside to 30 meters out, that's a perfect position for your, your crummers to get involved if you can make a contest. Yeah, good for a free kick as well, yeah. or if you clunk well, Especially it. Yeah. if you're Mason Cox. You can't defend against a guy who's seven foot who's actually clunking them. So, yeah, it's it's really, really cool to watch. Um, I'm not sure how far they'll go. I just love watching them play the football that they're playing. Exciting football with a team that's probably subpar, to be completely honest. Yep. Um, so, yeah, really, really cool fair. to watch. I think that's uh, fair. From- so, yeah, it's all the handballs that he's getting that's impacting his movement. Uh, instead of kicking, because you know how shitty kick he is. Yeah. So oh, yeah. his disposal efficiency is going up. Because he's not kicking so much. Yeah, or he's just going long to a contest. Yeah, long and, to a contest, which and is, let's face that it, affects his super well, and no, no, that Cox isn't going to get outmarked. So, but therefore, it's an effective kick. The way Cox is playing is one of the best sort of role players in the AFL, I reckon, at the moment. For the last three rounds, anyway. Because if he doesn't mark it, he's generally either A, getting a free kick, or B, at least affecting a spoil at some yep. some stage. And I think I think the problem is sometimes, though, Chris, is that it takes a little while for Cox to get the message. Uh, I hear Bucks has to send a little pigeon courier sometimes up to get to him because <laughs> he's so tall, mate. He gets the message late. That's like, true. I think that's why it took three rounds for him to actually start knowing his role because Bucks is still sending pigeons from last year. <laughs> and he was like, know your role. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack Higgins. Um, you can do it. The, that, that done free kick was soft. Oh, very much. Can we just say that? Come on, AFL. Like, but look, if you put yourself in that position and you're going to knock somebody over, granted, if it was a bit soft and it shouldn't have been there. Soft. But, but Chris, if you put yourself in that position, then you are literally gambling with the umpire on him making a bad decision. I don't reckon. So I've seen people get fault. knocked over so a hundred times and nothing If happens. you do it. It wasn't high. doesn't matter. If you do it and the umpire plays a free it, kick, it then you're an idiot. Like, he got sucked in. It also wasn't like it was like a shirt front. It was shoulder to shoulder. He, he got knocked sucked, him over. He got sucked in. No, sucked in. Even get he sucked got, in. He no, was just saying no. to the, he was saying to Higgins, "Welcome to AFL. Stop acting like a fucking hoon, mate." No, uh, that's what he was doing. He was saying it was hilarious when Sharonberg wrote like like he, uh, he, dragged no, him down. He was saying, it. "Hey, hey, Oka fella, have two free kicks and kick two goals in ten seconds. Go, play, go back to playing Fortnite, anyway, mate. That's what he was saying. Land your plane. <laughs> uh, look, I thought Caddy was impressive. Nan Curvis just battled. Uh, Caddy been, was impressive late. Yeah, yep, he got and Nick Curvis, he's been doing pretty well this year, Chris. Again, ninety six point eight average, not so bad. He's not the worst option out there at the moment. Uh, there was I a lot of people put, saying that he was one him. of the best players on the field. I would disagree with that. But, um, I would say this: um, he battles That's early all he in does. the early he in the battles. last quarter when Collingwood need to come into the play and, and really attack the football. They were kicking into the forward line, and who was sitting there? Nank got three uncontested intercept marks in the defensive fifty within five minutes. He just sat there, a kick away in the hole, and the ball was going well, straight he, to that's him. That's what he does best. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't hit so it. So that's great for his super coach points. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Paul from Collingwood from for doing that. I mean, that really could have turned the game. So. Yeah. But that's. I think that pretty much sums them up nicely. Uh, Match of the round. Yeah, last game. Geez, it was a uh, tossy. Like it was a up tops, topsy turvy. Just literally the game from the start. Fremantle came out nuts, and I was like, yes, I tipped well. Yeah, I mean, I, I tipped haven't Fremantle. even my tipping this week. I probably I tip, should do that. I tipped Frio. They started well. West Coast were started off pretty, like, deplorable. Did you tip Frio? Yeah. Dude, you need to grow up and start tipping, like, how, like... Don't think about, oh, this could be an upset. Just just pick no, the guys who I, are going to win the game. I tipped the person I thought was going to win the game. How? 
On form, West Coast are playing better football. Yeah, but F West Coast, right? (laughs) I know. I don't don't tip Fremel against the Dogs, but I tip Fremel against West Coast. Let's go figure. I'll give you that one. Anyway, but um, Edward uh, Langdon is actually one that's been uh, highly watched for draft. I tried to pick him up this week. Uh, He's getting up the wing, actually, in these heat maps. So, uh, look, he's, he's been doing okay, and he even kicked a goal, I think, this week. So... Uh, look, Lockie Neal, obviously a big game we spoke about. Fife was on like 50 points a quarter time, and everyone that put Fife as captain perked up out of the woodworks and was like, oh, Fife, 50 a quarter time. Um, That's my accent there. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, look, they moved him forward late, and the reason why he didn't score is because Yo was on him in defense and actually like, blanketed him. Yeah, well, Yo's a good contested mark, and he's got a good leap on Yo's him. Yo's the so perfect player to play on him, oh, all around the ground. He's the one that can match him around the ground. It sucks he's that He's probably Yo, the only one that could match him around the ground. And I think it's going to continue to happen against the opposition's best mids that go forward. So he'll probably play on Dustin Martin. And Parker. He's probably, he will, he, yeah, he's probably going to play on Parker. He played on Fife, and he's already played on Danger. Now, that... I'm not sure how awesome that is, but he still pulled out a 94 with a bit of junk time, which was great. Very much junk time. He was not looking that crash. I'm okay with it. Did you also know that he gave away, I think, four or five free kicks? I'd have to check into that. He's leading, I think, if not leading very close to the uh, equal best uh, or equal worst um, offenders for freeze against for the year. So not bad considering how well he's averaging. Yep. Uh, Like in that game where he got a 27, I think he had like six frees against. Like... Yeah, wasn't Well, good. I mean, he learnt those uh, good habits of Brisbane, Chris. <laughs> so, so just give him a free kick, it's fine. Yep. Um, but look, he's st- I think he still played really well. He, he, in my opinion, could have been the difference. When he went back and defended against Fife, he also had the courage to not just leave Fife, uh, to, to, uh, to, sorry, to leave Fife at the contest and go impact the play, tackle his other man and leave Fife free, and then, for, and then the ball got taken away by West Coast and Fife was like, oh, well, I was actually free, I just didn't get the ball. So, can we, yeah, courage, well done. Can Good we talk about there. the unsung hero here, Chris? Mundy. Yeah. Old mate, old man Mundy. One of the guys I've, I've, I've literally thrown up. At, I threw you up to in the preseason. You towed me on the Frio podcast for suggesting Mundy is a great point of difference. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't you, say it so much. No, you were like, no, 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 not a good no. No, he averaged well at the start of the year. I traded him out. You should get a grab and put it in here. Well, you can find that grab, my friend. <laughs> and in the meantime, keep grabbing yourself because you're f- grabbing at fresh air. <laughs> um, look, no, he's averaging 103.2. But let's not forget, this time last year, Mundy was averaging 115. How did he go for the rest of the year? Average like 80 or something. You know what I mean? Like, so look, let's see how it goes. He's not a bad think, option. Are you just burnt He's from just, last year? Did you no, have no, last no. year? No, I got I traded him out and I got great value. So oh, it's okay. fine. I got Ablett for Monday. I mean, let's face it, great value. Uh, but look, let's just see how it pans out. So if you have him at the start of the year, wonderful. He's averaging 103.2. Uh, let's just see how he goes. If you can sustain it for the whole year, then awesome. He's yep. definitely a good player. I'd definitely rate him as a player. He's undervalued. But can he keep up this average for the whole year? He may still very well be a top 10 forward. It wouldn't be hard. Yep, fair enough. So, and um, but Freeman are playing a better brand of footy, so maybe he will sustain that score for a bit longer. Yep. Look, we uh, we obviously highlighted Scott Lysett, um, one hundred and nine this week, and unbelievable what he's been able to do. He actually has a uh, three round average of one hundred and two, which is insane. Yeah, and he scored more than Nick that the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah. So, um, so uh, that's something I want to actually look into is is why Nick's Nat score was so low. And look, when I was watching the game, I think Sandlands was getting the better of him. Uh, at the around the ground stoppages, I mean, Sandy's just such a big man that when they were wrestling, I think it's one guy that he actually struggles against, which is not, yeah. I mean, that's neither here or there, but um, you know, I still back in Nick Nat to come good in the coming weeks. 
um, especially when he's got more time on ground. I'm just pulling up Nick Nat's time on ground here. And again, he um, he didn't have as much as you'd like, but he's definitely getting more, which is 61%. So he's up 5% on previous weeks, um, but you'd still like to have him a little bit more. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting if Paddy Ryder plays or doesn't play this weekend. Um, I think for Supercoach purposes, you hope Paddy Ryder doesn't. But yep. um, look, let's see how that goes. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think... Going while you look at that, Chris, as well. Three um, frees against as well doesn't help. Yeah, so I think Shuey and those kind of guys, not too bad. Redden finally pulled out a good game, so I think he realised this wasn't pre-season. And <laughs> you can't rest on your laurels there. But, um, oh, yeah, look. Hearn continuing to pump out good scores as well. So yeah. he might even be in the top six conversation. But we said that we think that he drops out, don't we? Well, he had a very good back end of the year last year, remember? Yeah, so, I mean, he he's averaging 102.3 at this point in time. He's averaging That'd more than That would definitely Yo, make him so, top six. Yep. 100%. But, again, you've got the yo-yo factor. I mean, uh, you just look at last round, he averaged, he got a 58 last week. Do you know what I mean? So he got yeah. 130 this week, a 58 last week. The week before that, I mean, he's looking at what, like a uh, fucking check on this one so no I don't want to know you break even anyway um, but yeah so he's a little bit up and down a little bit up and down he's definitely got uh, I think it's about 400s now out of 6 rounds with yeah. a couple dropping down so uh, th- yeah fair enough 300s should I say but um, 100 100 100 yeah $100 bill uh, but yeah look apart awesome from that game, game unbelievable yeah. game really really enjoy I love the derby I personally believe the West Coast Frio Derby is the best derby that's around. It was definitely a very good game and a close game as well. Yep. Um, I was upset at my tip, but um, I think Willie Rioli kind of scrapped through a little bit as well. He wasn't doing very well for a lot of the game. I think he must have kicked uh, one of the later ones because he uh, jumped up to a 46 for this one. So I'm hoping yeah. in future weeks, I think hopefully they might actually get some good scores in there. Fair enough. So I'm not sure who they're versing in a couple of weeks' time. but um, Just to round out, uh, your trades this week, so you're likely going... Yeah, so look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so set on... Uh, I do like JPK, but versing uh, Jacobs, I'm kind of a bit funny about that one. But uh, look, break-even's good. Uh, I think even still JPK over, um, you know, like a um, Holman or someone like that would be on field anyway, making mm-hmm. me more points yep. and more reliable. So I think it's still a win-win for points. So I'm looking at Christensen to Sicily at this point, and um, I'm looking at Caulfield, Caulfield to, or Banfield to um, JPK, JPK yep. and then taking those points because at least he's reliable, and I think uh, he'll do well week in, week out from here. So, yep. Nice. I'm uh, I'm only looking at doing the one trade this week, which will be uh, Christensen to Heaney, um, and then I will have a four line of Heaney, Gray, uh, Sicily, Devin Smith, Walters, because I'm going to hold Walters. So it's an important thing for me to hold at this stage unless it goes to... Oh, I'm just going to hold him because I, I want Walters back in. Even if he's going to drop cash, I think it's going to be worth having him in my team and I can cover him and I'm, I'm probably not going to suffer too much. Yep. If I've got Heaney, Gray, Smith, Sicily, I think there's enough points there plus a couple of rookies with the teams that are out there currently that I can compete. Yeah, it just means you might keep Sicily in your forward line for a couple of weeks. That's exactly right. And then once um, once Walters comes back, yep. I'll chuck him in and I'll chuck and Sicily, Sicily back. in defense and then yep. use that money to upgrade to whoever. That's exactly my plan. That makes sense. Yep. All right, well, thank you very much. Hope you have been well informed and enjoyed our modified version today. Yep. Um, Chris, we're going to let you go and watch your 4.30 a.m. football and enjoy yes. your birthday. Can I say, go uh, Liverpool Football Club for the morning. They're playing Roma in the second letter of the semi-final. Um, of the Champions League, which is going to be awesome, and yep. it's on my birthday. And if you are watching it, feel free to tweet. You'll never uh, walk away. Tweet Chris because he'll be awake. I and, think uh, um, FB Donkey 
um, is a massive Reds fan as well. So well, there you go. But uh, look, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please enjoy our hashtag Zorko specifically for this week. <laughs> and uh, look, everyone, enjoy yourself. And uh, may the Super Coach Gods be ever in your favour. Cheers, guys. Great Hunger Games reference. <laughs>